you should you should figure it out anyway because it would make more sense than being on your phone anyways i don't want to i don't want to bore everyone with our normal intro just because this this is an episode where we got we got a lot to talk about we got we do i mean (laughs) mike is like wait what (laughs) is the end of the year so that means that it's time for our games of the year discussion our year in review however you want to look at it however you want to slice it up however you want to present it whatever makes sense to you in your world that's what we're doing right now i don't think we're gonna i think we're gonna follow suit with last year and not sit here and be like past the controllers game of the year is spiggly dupes because yeah that doesn't did, wait, did we do that last year? Though? Did we actually? Also, Bigly Doops like was hot garbage. Yeah, I, obviously, Bigly Doops didn't live up to expectations, Mike's. But uh, last year we did the same. We did this where we we all just well, kind of talked about argument, our but... favorite stuff, and then it happened that everyone was kind of on board with Control. So we then we ended up giving Control like a yeah. And in retrospect, I actually like. I think I was there just not that many good games last year. Like I'm really like trying to figure out how control became my top choice for the year. Like I just don't know. Uh, what, what Jedi fallen order Sekiro, uh, a bunch yeah, of indies yeah, that yeah. I went, went to bat for that. No one wanted to do game this, of the year. This, this year blows last year out of the water this year. For me uh, I'm sure there were other things last year. I don't remember off the top of my head right now, but we're not here to talk about 2019. We're here to talk about 2020. Welcome, everyone, to the Past Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about spiggly dupes too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brendan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Sunday evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Desir. Mike, how are you tonight? Uh, yeah, you got you ordered a sandwich earlier. What, what'd you get? What what came on through? Bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. No, maybe it was a croissant. You don't know if it was a bagel or a croissant. I forget. I think I expected the bagel, or I I was going to get a bagel, and then maybe I changed my mind and I got a croissant, or the other way around. It was a sandwich. Okay, all right. I I was more confused because I thought you didn't know if you it was a croissant or a bagel, and I was like, those are two very different different types of no, breads. You're asking you about something that happened eight hours ago. Yeah, no, I I I get that part. I get that part. I remember the meals throughout my day because I like food a lot. I didn't know that a sandwich, uh, from eight hours ago has already. It's so fleeting, Mike. What have you had since? Uh, mashed potatoes, maybe. Okay, all right. Mike's a simple man. Just a plate of mashed potatoes is how he gets by. Rounding us out on our 2020 in review chat is the former Overwatch fiend, Mr. Action Bang Bang Shoot 'em Up, the Population One Poppy, and the Cyber Slut himself, Mr. Todd <laughs> Carey. Shit's getting scary. Is yeah, Cyber Slut what good. we decided on last week? I can't remember. I don't know. It was, I was, I, it was like, yeah. I, I, something, yeah. Like that. something like that. Okay. Maybe. All right. You well. know what? Actually, going back to 2019, and I know we don't <laughs> want to dwell on the past, but I think I would put Gears 5 as my game of the year. But you didn't forward. last year. You fucking I think I did. didn't. I feel like that's I like a game I went to bat maybe, for. Maybe like, you did. I don't know. I would honestly put Death Stranding 
I, it's a game that bothers me that I didn't play more of. It's just because it's on PlayStation. But like, I would put that over Control. I think. Yeah, but did you finish it? I'm like halfway through it. And did I you ever go back to it, it though? I dude, I mean, I haven't. I don't go back to anything on PlayStation. It doesn't sound like a 2019 game of the year if you didn't go no, back to it. I have to, it's just because PlayStation and like you played. Yeah. You were all over PlayStation this year. Are you kidding me? Final yeah, Fantasy, yeah. Last of Us, Go- Ghosts. You had ample opportunity to to swap over to Death Stranding. No, and you chose no not to. 2019 oh. game of the year, my ass. Next next gen update. That's like going to be the way to get me to play all those games. Is it getting a next gen update? I'm assuming it will eventually. I, I mean, wouldn't I assume like shit. I w- definitely wouldn't assume it on the yeah, but I wouldn't assume it on the PlayStation side either. We'll see. We will. We will see. But before we roll into tonight's episode, talking about our favorite and least favorite things from this year, a couple of housekeeping things. This episode of the Pass Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area, or the North Shore of Massachusetts, you can head on down to One Washington Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you are unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. I will tell you, they never, never cease to impress. I am always, always happy with the delicious, hot, fresh baked fatties to order that come out of that oven every weekend for me. And you would be too couple other housekeeping things uh i don't know this year blows so our ptc movie club for december episode is going to be next episode not this episode because i don't think todd watched it no me and amanda are watching it tomorrow yeah so i i feel like amanda would like it so i wanted to like yeah no that's fine i figured we keep that out of the game of the year episode so that episode will technically air in the first couple days of January. So you can look for the PTC movie club for December, which is sorry to bother you. So if you are listening or tuning into this as your first time ever, and you don't know what to do or how to do it or where to go, or you were like, just finding out that we're doing this and you want to watch the movie. Now you got another week, you get some time, you get some time to squeeze that in before it is over. And on that episode, you'll also find out what my pick is for January. And you know what? Gonna keep it under wraps until then. Do I got it yet? I had it fucking three months ago. Can't tell you what it is though. Like I don't want to. I don't want to pick the same director, but part of yeah, me please wants don't. to pick a movie. Yeah, please no, don't. Part of me wants to pick a movie that I think you would like from that director. Who? Gummo? Yeah. I'm not gonna watch Gummo. <laughs> no, Arrival from. Um... I have been meaning to watch Arrival. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, but God. that's just the aliens in speaking alien putting their hand on the glass shooting the goo is that what yeah, that is like, yeah i don't need to see that like you don't know what's going on the whole movie it's not like that doesn't make like it a good movie, movie. <laughs> no it's just, it's got like a really good story that's like the best part of it but i'm gonna do the same thing i did last time i'll pick four movies and you're gonna put them up great i'm gonna them. make 18 fucking smurf accounts to to get the one that is least <laughs> least garbage because you have horrible taste in movies Boo. uh anyways uh and the final bit of housekeeping news is that Persona 5 spoiler cast, it's real. It happened. It's here. You can listen to it on our podcast feed. It's also available in video format on our YouTube channel. So if you care about Persona 5, Persona 5 Royal, actually, if you care about Persona 5 Royal, because if you played Vanilla or haven't played Royal or intend on playing Royal, we definitely take deconstruct Royal in depth. So if you have only played Vanilla and have an intention of playing Royal at some point, then definitely I would probably avoid that because we, we we do go into Royal pretty pretty in-depth, the additional content. 
So that is your housekeeping news. So I think we should just run right into episode 236 here, where we're just going to talk about our games of the year. But you know what, though? Before we even get to games of the year, does anyone have any, like, other media that came out in 2020 that you want to you want to champion right now you want to go to bat for you want to mm. throw a little love movies tv anime fucking music yeah you know what i will music wise I, I i mean one of the best cds this year cds i'm calling them cds yikes uh one of the best albums <laughs> oh, is old year. i know for real saying the word cd like it's like something went off in my brain where i was like the fuck's a cd why would i say that you know but, uh no the uh fiona apple's um Pets the Bowl, that is, was amazing. My girl Dua Lipa, her CD was amazing. Taylor Swift is putting out straight bangers all year long. I did um, not listen to her new stuff. Yeah, Taylor Swift's music. Taylor Swift finally morphed into what my favorite style of music is with other artists I like to listen to. And she's finally, like, where I wanted her to be for so long. But, like, yeah, I, I mean, she doesn't put out bad music. But, I mean, it's weird. I like all the music I listen to this year minus old stuff i always listen to is just fucking like some form of pop music and i'm like i'm not a pop music guy yeah says the all. guy that has taylor swift on his on repeat over there yeah oh absolutely man um yeah that i don't know about movies though i feel like was this like a lackluster year for movies was there any big like i mean i know we didn't really go to the theaters since fucking in the year but did we see anything this year that was a big deal that any of us uh Doctor Doolittle with Robert Downey Jr. I, think that was, <laughs> I honestly forgot about that movie, but I believe Same. it was January of this year. I watched two uh, movies that came out this year: Weathering with You and uh, Sonic. Um, I saw. Yeah. So I actually enjoyed Sonic. Mike saw Tenant. I, mean, I did see Tenant. I was Tenant. It was fine. The problem was, um, I saw it in theaters, and the sound mixing was atrocious to the point where wait you see you, you went to a theater and saw it i saw it. No, yeah i don't want to talk to mike about this this is aggravating yeah um <laughs> but the the sound mixing was terrible so there was what i think important plot dialogue happening because there's a lot of exposition yeah. things to be explained and i couldn't hear what they were saying because yeah, what they were good. saying and then things were happening and I was just like, mm-hmm. from from what I hear, the the definitive cut, the best cut of the film, you, which is how you should have watched it, was in Fortnite. So you fucked up by going to the movie theater. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say it's his worst movie that he's made, but it wasn't bad. But like I've I've heard like it seems to be his worst received movie, but seventy two percent of audience and critics it's, is pretty good. So it's not like obviously yeah, that bad. it's probably I yeah, it Who? probably is. I haven't seen. Um, insomnia but i've seen the rest of his movies yeah. and it was insomnia probably of, i honestly think insomnia is one of his best movies personally. what are what are the who are the lead actors in the film uh, uh denzel, denzel washington's, washington's kid son. yep and uh robert pattinson yeah i didn't know denzel robert washington had a son that act acted what was the other movie he did that was big too recently oh he did black, uh, black Klansman. black Klansman. he's the lead in black Klansman. yeah oh i didn't know that was denzel washington's son right? i watched it that movie like i didn't know that either movie. yeah yeah is his last name washington yeah. What's his first name? Do you know? David something. Yeah, no, it's David something. It's a, huh. He's got a middle name that he go he uses too. David uh... something. Oh, you know what? I do have a movie, one movie, that I that's kind of stood out this year, but it's been a while. It was Palm Springs. John David was... Washington is his name. 
John David John Washington. Washington. Yeah. Pa- the Palm Springs movie. I don't know if it was on Hulu or where it I watched it. It was on Hulu. I meant to watch Hulu, that. Yeah. Andy Samberg and uh, the other girl. That was really good. Abby Plaza? I don't think he looks well, like he doesn't look like Denzel that much. I don't think so either. I don't think he looks at all like who. He that, was good in Black Klansman though. I like that movie. That was a good yeah, movie. That movie was really. I thought it was really good too. Someone didn't like that. Didn't one of us not like it? Or was I? I mean, I don't know. It made me cry. It made me fucking hate this fucking dumb planet even more. Right. That was a good movie though. Um, it, it's wild to me. I don't want to go off on this tangent on Black Klansman though. But did you like, it, like? parts of that movie like it's based on a true story and parts of that movie are like obviously you know a little embellished but some of it's actually true like the true story side of it is just as fucking wild right because i like looked into it after i was like this is like actually pretty bizarre that this stuff happened and you know good for uh toe for grace playing david duke he did play David Duke, right? I forget now. Someone, did, yeah. someone like that did. Yeah, I think it was Toby yeah. Grace. I, I like I, if I was ever an actor, like I don't, I don't think I could ever play roles like that. Like I don't think I could ever be that. Like I could be a villain in a movie, but I don't think I could be like that. Well, I, I remember them saying I think Leonardo DiCaprio had a hard time playing playing uh, Candy in. And uh, yeah, Django. Like, and he's so fucking good in it. But like, he like had like I, I remember him saying he was very like Samuel L. Jackson had to like talk him like into like talk saying some of the stuff he has to say. Yeah. And like, yeah, I can't. I can't even. Yeah, because it's one thing. It's, again, it's like one thing to like be a villain. Then it's one thing to be like a a a, a modeled after humanity type of villain or something. I, right. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I couldn't put myself in that position. Um. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Any other films or, or other media? No, like any I'm anime? Like any 2020 movie. anime, Mike? Um, I probably, <laughs> probably. I I think I watched a grand total of three shows, maybe. That came out this year or had seasons this year? That had seasons this year. I I think I. I don't. So the fun thing is, a I did not know we were doing this today, and b the last. <laughs> the last nine months kind of condensed into one sort of bland thing. So I don't actually know what happened this year. I get I, that. I get that. I remember watching my hero academia. I remember watching fire force and I remember watching Digimon. Now I don't remember what actually happened, but I watched those things. Okay. All right. There you go. There's a new Digimon that came out in 2020. Yes. What? Like, well, like what the, f- was it good? It's fine. It, the I'm trying to think about the best way to describe it because it's it's essentially I can't even call it a retelling of the first, the first series. Yeah, it's just they're using the same characters and telling a different story. So I can't I can't I can't call it a remake. It's just I'm sure there's like uh, another example I could use that did the same thing. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but they're using the same characters from the first series, and telling a different story as if this is their first rodeo gotcha interesting yeah. were you gonna say something Todd? no i'm just you know it's crazy thinking back that i mean we i know we always say how long this year has been but even thinking back to like the last time we were we did the 2019 thing it seems like that was like three years ago the last time it was like dom 
Joe, like us, like in a room together. It's fucking yeah, insane. It's, 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 it's like fucking... legit. And so, you yeah. said that, like, I, I was thinking about it when we talked about 2019. I'm like, fuck, wow. Like, what, like what, I, I feel like I just live in a bubble. That, that would have been like a year ago, probably, pr- probably like a few weeks ago, a year ago. Yeah. So it would have like been yeah. over a year. And if, unless we did it in January, which I don't think we did. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it feels like a fucking lifetime ago. Mike, Mike dropped something off at my house yesterday. Was that yesterday, Mike? Mm, I don't even know. I don't even know. It it must have. So Christmas was Friday. So it must have been Saturday. It okay. must have been yesterday. So Mike dropped something off at my house yesterday, but like didn't tell me he just left it outside. And then he like told me after that he had dropped something off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you should let me know. Cause like, uh, I know you, you know, I have some stuff for you too, whatever. So Mike came back and I was like, I'll just leave it outside. But then like when Mike pulled in my driveway, I was like, I opened my window. We like talked for a little bit. And like in my head, I was like, I haven't fucking like seen Mike like in person and like have had a conversation with Mike. And it was like going from seeing Mike multiple times a week, every week forever to I haven't seen Mike in a fucking year. It's just like fucking. That's so weird because Mike seems so much happier these days too. It's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking my best life right now. <laughs> I mean, I say it over and over again, but this, I mean, honestly, having kids makes it a lot tougher. But if I didn't have kids, this is fucking ideal for me. You know, every you guys know this. Like, I, I just want to yeah, sit on my Xbox. I, yes, all day. it's like, I, it's I, it's nice that three people that like to do indoor activities have more of an excuse to be indoors, <laughs> but we would all still be doing this without the fucking world going to shit. Yeah. Now I get to do it more. I mean, this year due to my job and working from home, I definitely got like some ample gaming time by having two. And I shouldn't have had that time, but just because yeah. of how everything turned out this year, especially with having a second child. And yeah. But I, I feel like you're praising parts of this year. And I, I feel like this year doesn't deserve <laughs> praise in any fucking way. Cause you still would have found time to play all those fucking games. Bro, I didn't even have to see fucking my wife's side of the family this year. <laughs> Yo, think about that. Like, like I didn't have to like you know entertain people. On yes, Christmas Eve I, I get know? that. I get that there were some positives to come out of it. I still don't think that the fucking world going to shit was worth that. No, absolutely not. Um, I mean, maybe. No, definitely fucking not. <laughs> De- definitely fucking not. Um, it's funny though too because like I also haven't seen Todd since Pax Mike and this week as well I had to go to Target to get some stuff and as I was pulling into the parking lot it just so happened that Todd was pulling out of the fucking parking lot so like I saw Todd for a split second and I, I was like that was definitely Todd so that I called Todd I was like hey is Target busy he was like yeah it's not that bad and I was like I thought nothing of it yeah I was like dude why do you how do you why do you like why do you think I know where you are right now like what do you mean you're just like gonna drive by and I don't know the pandemic two things stand true to me in this pandemic I go to Target all the time. And I go to Target a ton. Like, like Target's just like literally just Target. Target's been like the one spot I go to. Yeah, I mean, well, Target and a, gro- ha- and a grocery tar- store. Yeah, Target. Target is is like a you know a grocery store for me too. Sometimes you know, so it's like I go yeah, to those. Trying- I go to those two places pretty much. Yo, and I want to talk up 2020 a little bit more because uh, I'm starting to become a master chef this year, man. I've cooked so many new things that, like, I just forced myself to cook and, like, you know, like. Yeah, and, and, but like... let's not praise 2020 <laughs> for this. Jesus Christ. I, I think it's up for debate. 
<laughs> Look at my fucking Wait, hair. Wait, I'm having a hey, can fucking. We, can, can we just talk about this? Oh yeah, and I can get out of the shower now and just rub my hands in my hair, and I'm fucking. I don't need a towel anymore, man. Like 2020 is fucking. <laughs> Todd walking in the house naked, <laughs> just drying off. I hate both of you. This Not this episode that, is going in the fucking actually, trash you know bin. I have I have one more positive thing to say about 2020. 2020 <sighs> finally got me to where I wanted to be with movies. That I'm getting major blockbuster movies in my fucking home. Fucking 2020 is a fucking baller year. Minus everything else, but you know. <laughs> you're both you're making some valid points. You're both fucking trash, <laughs> trash fucking trash opinions. This year's garbage. All right. Anyways, let's talk about some video games that came out in 2020. Unpopular opinion. I love Vernon's hair long. Uh, thank you, Cam. I am undecided, but I am losing my mind a lot. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it'd be like warm all the time if I had that much hair on my head. I'd be like, "Why is it so hot in here?" <laughs> I'd be having like, you know. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not doing anything, so I'm just in yeah, my house. I don't it's do anything either. <laughs> this this insulates my head. Or at least it did until I lost the sides. <laughs> Still kind of. Um, so let's let's get into the meat and bones here, because we've talked for too long about Todd's garbage takes on 2020. What what is we're we're not gonna put them in order. There's no order here. There's no need to fucking rank them unless you want to rank them for some reason. I mean, I have a definitive game, my game of the year, but like I don't need to rank it. I, I have. I, have I mean, if you have your definitive game of the year, then save that one to the end and talk about other stuff. Uh, yeah, no, I'm fucking. That's the first fucking. All right, I'm then fucking about. lead off with it. Let's go. <laughs> no, Todd's no, defi- Todd's guys, guys. Todd's definitive game of the year. No, no, you guys go ahead. You can do it. You can. Start it however you want. I'm not in the rush to fucking, you know. Well, we we get a we get a tiptoe around Mike because Mike. I'm assuming as far as 2020 released games, Mike is is. Uh... I don't know what I played. I played Persona Five Royal. <laughs> That's all I remember playing. So I didn't know what else happened this year. It's a valid valid option for 2020. Did you see my games for from Nintendo at least? Your games from Nintendo? Did you the, did you the... write this somewhere? No, 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 You know how they did the game and the year in review thing. Uh, yeah, I didn't see oh, you yeah, yeah. share that anywhere. Did you? Man, I wish Mike bought Animal Crossing and fell in love with it. I just really wish that like, I posted he just... it somewhere. Mike oh, doesn't. He, do you think Mike doesn't want to do chores in real life? Mike doesn't want to fucking do I chores know, for like, fucking raccoon. He could he could watch some anime and fucking lay on his back and fucking just sit there and tend to his fucking farm. D- Mike, do you play any fuck. simulation games? Like, do simulation games speak to you in any way? I don't think I play any. I'm Have you sure. ever played a simulation game? Probably. But maybe I played The Sims. Actually, no, I don't think I played The Sims. Hmm. Maybe I haven't. Interesting. I, 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 I wonder... I, I, I might have, but they clearly did not make an impression. I wonder what how you would deal with a simulation game we're going to find some other game that isn't a full-on simulation game that has simulation elements in it and see what mike does with those those pieces uh so so find your list okay so first of all i want to preface this by saying i believe it said that i played 35 hours on the switch that's what it said (laughs) 35 hours the first two games are smash ultimate and splatoon 2 the final three i believe well i know yeah, they're all games that released this year. We'll find out. Uh, number three, Box Boy and Box Girl, which I remember starting. I didn't finish it, but I started it. I think they came out last year. Oh, well, there you go. 
uh, Super Mario 3D All Stars, which I started, came out this year. Came out this Forgot year. I, have that. Uh, I was doing them in order and stopped in '64. Never finished it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and Ring Fit Adventure, which we've established, I'm too lazy to fucking never deal with. All right. I can't even. I can't even be bothered to put the game in the in the fucking console. <laughs> so, for Persona Five Royal, then, Mike, is that? Is that something you wanna you wanna go to bat for here as is as a game of the year? I feel like it has to be. Like it I've, certainly you... was a game, and I played it this year, so by default, it wins. What Congratulations! A, what What are some of your favorite you know things about Persona Five Royal? Just on a general general scale, I have to go into detail here. Um. Uh, it must have been the story. I think that's all I really cared about. That's was the driving force for you was the story was a story i i had i had an investment in the story which is the only reason why i played the game as soon as i did i needed to see what the story was before it actually got spoiled for me gotcha what was the royal expansion i know we covered a lot of this in 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 nauseam on on the spoiler cast but for the sake of people who aren't going to play the game or haven't played the game and hadn't listened to the spoiler cast was the Royal expansion since you're someone who played the original game as well, uh, worthy enough for you? Was it a big enough, uh, reason to double dip? Um, does it feel like a justified purchase? No, no, it made the game easier, but if you played the first one, um, unless you also really cared about the story and wanted to see what they added, you could have waited it out. You could do whatever. All right. It's fine. All right. I would I Persona 5 Royal is definitely on my list, my short list of games of the year um that I enjoyed. I would definitely put it up there. I for me it's a little bit difficult because you know, I didn't finish Vanilla, so like Persona 5 Royal is probably one of my favorite games of all time somewhere on that list. Um but without having finished Royal, I mean without having finished Vanilla, I could see, you know, some people maybe not loving royal as much just because it's just you know adds a few things you know makes some things a little bit quality life easier and stuff like that uh so i could see some people you know maybe not championing royal as much but still loving persona 5 but to me persona 5 royal is is persona 5 so uh i loved it loved it a lot todd what what is a game for you this year what is a game of the year for todd it's funny because, like, <clears throat> I'm looking at my list. I have, like, ten games written down. One game is kind of like a joke game, but I kind of still think. I mean, I, I enjoyed it enough. But uh, I, minus, like, two of my picks, I would be cool with eight of these games winning game of the year. Like, I had, like, a really good time with this year in general. Um, you know, Lost, Last of Us 2, I'll just go come out and say that. That was my definitive game of the year, probably for the, a bulk of the year. There's very few games that I have dived into that I told my family to like go pound sand and get away from me so I can fucking beat this game. And like we all, I mean, I feel like we all like ripped through it, but like I was literally like, man, let's go take the kids somewhere, get some money, just just let me let me play. And I beat that game in like two days, and I played it for like ten hours a day, you know, maybe like you know even more. But uh, yeah, man, I had a I had a blast with that game. Uh, I know, you know, that's everyone's talk about game of the year was that game for the most part. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, 
when we talked about when we because we did the spoiler cast leading into that for the first one, mm-hmm. and I went back and played it, and I you know I get like a lot of the complaints that people were saying about it because of how you know it, the the gameplay wasn't good, and I think one of the main reasons I like Last of Us Two so much is because. I didn't think they were going to tweak the gameplay to how good it was. I thought we were just going to get like a lot more of the same kind of like, you know, gameplay from the first one. But I think it was a very tight game. And I think it kind of, if I don't think if the gameplay was as tight as it was, I wouldn't be sitting here saying it's one of my game of the years. But I, I thought that in going back in my second playthrough and like, Playing a game for thirty hours and realizing that you don't can't you can do half of the stuff that you didn't even know you could do is like mind blowing to me. Like that, like watching some videos online of these people like doing these crazy moves and you're like, whoa, holy shit! Yeah. Now I definitely want to dive back into that. Um, yeah. So that that's definitely like you know that's top tier for me. That's one of hands down my favorite games of this year, and like one of my favorite experiences in gaming in a long time because, like I said, it's very rare for me to just I don't want to do anything but play one game get through the story and beat it and like you know i'm not beating it because i have to beat it whereas like final fantasy 7 was a game that i felt like i was forcing myself to finish yeah and i didn't care about finishing it you know um yeah so yeah last of us 2 definitely you know top yeah tier. last of us 2 is is also on my list that that's another game where i share a interesting kind of history with because i never played the first last of us until we did do are you know we we decided we were going to do a last of us spoiler cast leading into last of us 2 and do then do a last of us 2 spoiler cast so that means i had to play last of us for the first time this year so i had played last of us and then you know uh, I, I don't know how quickly it was in succession it, it was within a few weeks i don't know if it was the following week or or within a few weeks but i then played last of us 2 when it came out um so i have like a a really strong connection to those stories because the last of us one playing that for the first time. And I, I won't spoil thing, anything here. Uh, Cause Mike, I think, I think you should at some point play the game. Unless, I agree. I think he'd be into it a and, lot too. And, I... Unless you don't want to play the game. I would just find like on YouTube or something, just like a super cut of the story in a well done way i know i won't hit the same i don't think but it's i think it's such a good story um yeah and knowing how much knowing like that he really enjoyed control and knowing like i, I it's just like I, i'm not saying they're like similar at all but in some ways like he was intrigued enough by control and i feel like the first half hour of the original um last of us is enough to suck you in and make you want to play the entire game i i am someone who like historically i i don't play video games for their story i like a a, a store a game telling a good story is not how the game is going to get my attention the game has to have a good gameplay loop it has to have good controls it has to have nice bones in there you know, obviously last of us one is a ps3 game it's 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 a little dated you know, it, it definitely shows its its age when you revisit it uh, now, but that is an exception where, for someone who cares about gameplay first and story second, I put any reservations I would have had with that game. Like if it was if if that was another game, 
I would not have finished Last of Us 1 because I thought the puzzles were super generic and boring and the same from every fucking area of the game. And, you know, the combat was okay. It was whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't know. There was, there was enough there for me to, that I could have made the excuse of this game is too old. I'm all set. But that story to me was so powerful that like, I remember like I remember saying to Todd like before I started playing it I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy this like I don't know if this is for me and then as I'm doing it and like getting through it there were points where I was like how much more of this game is left not because like I wanted it to be over necessarily but I just I needed to know what the fuck was happening I needed to know how this was gonna end and it's crazy how short that game is compared to the second one yeah oh trust me trust me I know (laughs) um but but then like you know I, I get to the end of the game and I could find the tweet I have to go back and look for it. But uh, as soon as I finished enrolled credits on Last of Us One, I texted Todd immediately like, "Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck?" It was just like fuck like seventeen times in different sentences. It was just like without him responding it. I was just like, "I like what?" I was like, and I was just like, "How how what is the sequel gonna be? Like, are you kidding me right now?" And uh, I think the stories of the two games are so different in a in a lot of ways um which which isn't a bad thing i i actually i looking back at it now now that you know we're further away from the last of us 2 you know we're months away at this point uh i'm happy that the game was was had a lot of different story beats and tones because i feel like if it if it tried to tell a different story i may not have liked it at all um the first one or the second one the second one like I, I, yeah, like I, I, like my, like when I see people like, say like all the hate and like whatever, I get it, you know, like I, I, I understand some of the hate on it, but it's just weird to me. Like I feel like people wanted Ellie and Joel to go on this happy mission that might have some fucking problems along the way, but yeah, they they wanted it to like retread the same path, which I feel like, I don't think they necessarily needed a sequel. Um, I think that. You know, obviously a game as big as a Naughty Dog game like that, that was, you know, so impactful to people and everything. Obviously, they have to fucking make a sequel. But that's like one of those things where like it's a double edged sword. You make whatever the game you're making to follow up that first game. It's going to be nearly impossible to fucking come close to what they did in that first game. Yeah, it's it's asking for so much. And yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the second game a lot. Um, I don't think. Like you said, the way the story ends of the first one, I, like my jaw was on the floor at the end of the first one. Yeah, um, the 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 wrap up of the second game is definitely a different type of emotion. I, th- I felt like they needed more time with it, and I know the game's long, but I feel like all of a sudden you're in a different part of like, you know, where you've been the entire game, and you're only there for like four hours, and then bang, the game's over. And I get like where they were going with it, but I don't know. I, there was a, there's a couple things that bother me about. Uh, I think Tommy's one of the biggest thing that bothers me about. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't like, I don't like that he's the 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 push of what happens at the end of that game because it makes no sense that like all of a sudden you know. No, I, I mean I, I don't hate it. There, there, I definitely have some issues with a lot of the games that are on my list for for this year. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't think I really don't think any game is perfect. Um, and that's not to say that you know that Last of Us Two isn't deserving of any praise or any awards because I definitely think it is. I think most of the games that I talk about are going to be, uh, you know, worthy of awards and praise. But I, you know, I, I think it's healthy to have, you know, 
normal conversations about things that you like in a negative way. You know what I mean? I think it's normal to like look at something a little bit unbiased. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like the, the, is it still spoilers at this point? Like, do we not, I don't know. Not really. I mean, it's, no, I wouldn't worry about it. Hey guys, we're going to talk about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess any of these games that we talk about today for Game of the Year, I mean, yeah, there, there, there's going to be potential for for spoilers if if that's like something you want to avoid. Cyber, when I get to the end, of, when I get to my Cyberpunk talk, like I got to talk about that ending. No. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I I felt like they they spent a lot of time on Abby. Um, and I don't, I don't dislike Abby. Like I actually like Abby. I just, to me, Last of Us One isn't about Joel. It's about Ellie. So like, Last of Us Two, where you play, you're playing as Ellie for a majority of the game or a big portion of the game. I'm like, okay, like this is, I, I like Ellie's story. I, I like knowing more about Ellie. I like Joel too, but like for me, it's like the the stories are about Ellie for me, uh, and. You know, it's it's fine that we play this portion as Abby. I just I feel like the I feel like some of the messages they're trying to get across with Abby could have been done a little more condensed because there was like there was so much time from the point where Abby and Ellie meet and then that go back in time to get back to that point. And there was so much time to get back to that point where I'm like, I get what you're trying to tell me about Abby. I get you're trying to make me feel bad. I get you're trying to let me make me see it from the other side. I understand this, but for the love of God, I just really want to know what the fuck happens when Abby and Ellie meet. I just need to see this moment. I don't see, need to I see the rest of this. That moment. I I, got, I couldn't wait to get back like, to it. But like it's like one's gonna kill the other, or like you know, it's just gonna be hey, we got revenge, yeah, you know. Like, yeah, but that's not that's what not ha- I mean. That's not what happens. But like, no, course, but like, I I, I needed before. to know what happened. Like, I'm like, I need to get back to this point. I don't care about Abby's dog. I don't care about this. Like, I don't care about some of the stuff. Like, I just I I care about Ellie. I need to get when back you, to when Ellie. You get to the house when Ellie and Dina are at the house, and I in my mind the whole time I'm like, okay. Is it going to end like this? I'm like, please don't end like this, so because I want more from this, you know. And, yeah. Um, and I feel like the more that I got was good, but I felt like it was out of place. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I think there's a pacing issue. I think there's like a pacing issue with some. So of the I game. don't have an issue with pacing, but I just feel like, and I kind of have this issue with cyberpunk in a weird way, as far as the main story goes, um, where. I don't know if they cut it down because they felt the need to cut it down, but there was so much potential for more that kind of was just not tapped. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, I guess that's, I, I, I don't really have like a great way of explaining it, but um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I fucking love last of us. Yeah. Of the, the more I think about last of us, I have a, again, like I, I, I love last of us too. I think it's great. I'll never play it again. Cause I'm a baby boy and I just don't want to play through that experience again. Oh, think about that next gen upgrade. If they, if they do one for that, that's game already looked fucking phenomenal. It looked amazing. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like, I, like it, it, it's such a, it's such a sad tale for me. Cause it, it's, it's, it's an emotional roller coaster that will live within me but it will be something I will never set foot on again. Like I will never, like I'd be, I would be more willing to play last of us one again than I would be to play last of us two simply because last of us two, like 
Mike, you see how fucked up those Mai Tais get me? Last of Us 2, I drank those Mai Tais almost every time I played the game because yeah. I just needed to be, like, not fully fucking in my place, you know? <laughs> Whatever that means for the game. I, I, don't, I don't know what that means, for, but it's it, it's telling. Yeah. Like, the game the game is great. The, the skeleton of that game is really good. The storytelling is, you know, for the most part, really good. The story it tells, for the most part, is very good. The characters, you know, there are a few characters that I am disappointed by, like, uh, I, to the point where I can't even remember his name now. The uh, who, who is Ellie's friend? I know the guy who gets shot. Like, yeah. yeah like, who is his no, friend? What is, her, what is his name? I forget his name. I forget his name. But, like, yeah. a character that felt just like he felt like when you finally see what the arc of his character is, it's like, wow, that was literally just a plot point. That was just a plot. That wasn't even, like, a actual character. We can't even remember I his name. I felt like that from the beginning, though. Like, I felt like when you find out, like, he's the father of the baby, I'm like, oh, well, like, yeah, that's not going to that's not going to work. So what are they going to do? You know, like, yeah. If I can do something to get rid of him, because that scenario just will not be a good thing. No, I mean, see, I feel like thing. I feel like if they didn't kill his character off, I feel like Ellie and Dina would have been fine if he lived with them or like was in part of their life still, because he was a good friend to them still. No, like, I'm sure, like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Like, sure I, I feel like I feel like that was still fine. I just feel like. Like, I feel like they needed to kill someone when Abby and Ellie met, and it wasn't going to be Johnny, Tommy. It was going to be Tommy, and it wasn't going to be Ellie, obviously. So, like, and it wasn't going to be Dina, clearly. So, it's like they had to kill someone there to, like, pull the tension. Sorry, it's you. Personally, I I personally think Dina should have died. I honestly think that would have made uh, nah. more sense. Nah. It would have driven a third game. Because I, I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a third game. No. I mean, they, listen, I mean, they'll, they'll, they make, should, a, they'll make a they'll they make a third game a that'll be in you know, this like, universe. It's not going to be around these characters. Ellie's story is over. I feel like Abby's someone that they're going to fucking revisit, though. I, I mean, they could maybe Abby's make a third story. game about Abby. That's fine. Uh, I but I feel like, I feel like Abby I think also. Abby's a weak character after. Stop like, it. After the after. The second game, like I'm thinking of like other like there's very few games where I like really gravitate towards characters, you know, like John Marston, fucking games, games garbage. Um, Bioshock, uh, what's his face? Fucking, I'm just blanking right now because I'm trying to think of stuff off the top of my head. But there's certain characters, and Bioshock Infinite. uh, I'm yeah, I'm blanking on all these characters' names because they don't mean as much as Uh, Ellie apparently. No, no, no. But and I'm even thinking of like you know. Uh, what's it call it? Fucking cyberpunk and two characters in that, maybe even three characters in that game, are like ingrained in my head now. Like I will never forget these characters. And I'm you're not gonna forget looking. Ellie. Ellie didn't do anything for me ever in any of those games. Like Joel was the driving force that made me like it because I liked how flawed he was, and I liked the mystery behind him. And just like Ellie was just kind of you know Ellie, you know, and and I like. Like I liked her character, but I was never like connected to her character in any form of way. Where, yeah, I mean, and I think the second game kind of shows that they didn't have much for Ellie. Like, I'm, they didn't, I'm they didn't do her justice. Blown I mean, away by you. Ellie. The the second game wasn't about Ellie. It, it was more. I feel like it was more about Abby than and then uh, if, if it was. I mean, maybe you couldn't start it with Abby, obviously, but I, I don't know. Well, they kind of did start it with Abby, actually. Yeah, the, it, the but... game is not about, listen, the, the game is, the, the game is about Ellie, but 
Joel is an integral part to both games. And like, yeah, the, the, the underlying plot of last of us two is that Joel's actions fucked up so many people's lives. Abby and Ellie at the, at the center of the story. Cause both Abby and Ellie's stories collide and are derailed because of what Joel did. The whole reason Ellie's in the position she's in is because of Joel. The whole reason Abby is seeking revenge is because of Joel. When the game gets to its fucking final moments and Ellie goes back to the farm, her life is derailed and without purpose yet again because of Joel. She can't even play the one thing that tied her to Joel, which is the guitar, because of Joel. It's like, no, is it because of Joel though? It was her own decision to go out and do that. Like, I mean, like he only did her, so much. Her her own decision to go out and get revenge for Joel. I mean, Ellie, Ellie. I mean, I I, I don't want to spoil the wanted, ending of no, one no, because course. I want Mike to play it. But like yeah. the whole reason why Ellie is still alive is because of Joel. Yeah, and well, I know she had PTSD at her house and everything like that, but I just don't, like, she could have stayed there. She already killed all of Abby's people. She literally murdered a pregnant woman. She literally, like, did. You can't do more dirty deeds than that. Like, she, like, doesn't need Yeah, but it's not about the dirty deeds. I mean, at what point does, at one point when you're that far gone, does another person you kill fucking matter? It doesn't. Like at some point, at some point, the deaths just don't matter because you've already gone too far. You're already too far gone. Anyways, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. This is like a Last of Us podcast at, at this point. Right. Uh, I mean, I mean, that's probably the, the biggest game that we all kind of are kind of on the same fence about. I feel like at, on our list, minus Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah. I mean, as far as me and you are concerned, um, but Mike, I, I. I don't know. I mean, I I think you'd enjoy the stories of the two Last of Us games. I think you should find a, find a reason to play Last of Us One at some point. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, well, we'll see. I I own the first game, so you Whatever. should you should do it. Just put it on easy mode and just fucking crank through it. Take the challenge this completely gone and just bang out the story. You can finish it in like a fucking weekend. You can finish that no problem. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Um, I think the story. I think the story is worth it. And then if Last of Us Two is something you want to really venture down, you can just fucking borrow my copy and bang through it. Um, so Todd, throughout the Last of Us Two, uh, I'm assuming for the rest of this, Mike, you probably don't have many more games to add to the lists. I don't think so either. Okay. So I will I will throw some of my smaller smaller potatoes here uh, that I know I don't think Todd is going to mention at all, but I'll throw out. Uh, actually, there is one more that I know Mike will will have stuff to say about, but I'll I'll won't say that here. I'll save that for a little bit down the road. Uh, I want to throw some love to Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I haven't finished this game yet, but unless this game does something fucking drastically in the second half that makes me change my opinion. Uh, it's definitely something I want to mention here because I, I love this game. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, and I it's it's one of the things on my list looking at my games that I'm like, I, I feel like it's just getting zero attention this time of the year in conversations, which is so disappointing because I, I think... I the, on PlayStation, I wouldn't be getting a I think you're right, unfortunately. It is, it is. Uh, I mean, it came out early in the year too. I think it came out in March. So, I mean, yeah, it came out a while ago. Um, but at the same time, it is... It is so gorgeous. 
The music is phenomenal. The controls are like, you know, up there with the best of the best <clears throat> and the combat. I think if more people knew how much that game is not like Hollow Knight, but like it feels and is gorgeous in the same way, but just different art styles and everything. Yeah. More people who played Hollow Knight who haven't touched this game, I feel like if they played this game, they'd be like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, like, because I played the first couple hours of it, and I thought, I, the first thing I thought was like, oh, I didn't realize Ori was like kind of a Hollow Knight-style Metroidvania game. I don't really know much about these games, so, and I was really into it, but it's Which is really where... depressing for you to s- describe it that way, because Ori and the Blind Forest came out before Hollow Knight. Yeah, I'm sure. So, yeah, yeah. no, I'm sure. Like, you know, Hollow Knight is, Hollow is more... Is is more of a Ori take borrows from Ori than it does the other way mm-hmm. around. Though Will of the Wisps, I think, does look at some of some of the other games out there like it Hollow Knight and tweak more. the combat. Yeah, it changed yeah, some of the things. Yeah. Um, which Blind Forest, I think, is still a great, f- fantastic game. Uh, which I played for the first time this year. We'll finished it for the first time this year. Um, but Ori and the Will of the Wisps is so good. Uh, it's on Game Pass. If you have a PC or an Xbox, you should you're doing yourself a disservice if you're just, you know, ignoring both of those titles. Um, you know, technically it's a story sequel to the blind forest, but I think you could still just play this by itself and enjoy it if you wanted to. And you didn't want to play both games, but they're not long games. So you could definitely, you know, find the time to bang out both, but it, it's such a gorgeous game. It's such a great, uh, you know, platformer with, with good combat. It can be hard if you want to put the difficulty up. I shouldn't have put the difficulty up because it is very challenging. Um, but, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and uh, it's something I'll you know continue to pluck through as as the January starts to roll in, and we have a little bit more time to play some games because I, I don't think there's a lot that interests me coming out until the end of January, so I have a little bit of time to try to finish off some of these games that I didn't have the chance to finish in 2020. Ori and the Will of Wisps being one of them. What about you, Todd? What's another game on your list? Um. Uh, I, I mean, I'll go a little off track here, but um, I'm going to go some um, VR. Um, I would definitely put Population One. Well, that's the one. I, that's the one I was going to save for a little bit later with Mike, but keep, let's. We, it's here, so let's oh, do yeah, it. Yeah, because I forgot Mike played that too. But whatever. Yeah, that's. I also um, forgot I played it. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know me, I'm not like diehard um, battle VR, royale really yeah. anymore, and this game definitely got me into like a loop of like a month and a half straight where I played like six to 10 matches a day Yeah, throughout the day. I would just keep on jumping in and out of matches. Um, yeah, it just feels really good for something that shouldn't feel this good. It, it controls really well, basically. And the fact that I don't have a gun in my hand, I just have the two controllers works way better than it should. Like when you're aiming with like two, I feel like I'm like lined up perfectly every time. Like I, I should have a man to record me actually. Now that I think of this, but yeah, man, I mean, and one of the first things I said when I started playing that game was, Oh man, this is what it's like to not be in a toxic community. Everyone's just like so happy, wants to talk, wants to work together. Like, it, like nothing was tainted yet. I will say I revisited the game for over the last couple of weeks and it's like squeaky kids. And I'm like, Oh, this is not, what it was like when I first and like people that just don't give a fuck they drop out of matches halfway if they die yeah and I'm like oh no more people are playing it which is great but you know like that original community feel of that game was so like that's a game I want to play with friends and I never had a bad time not playing with friends in that game which is very rare you know mm-hmm. it doesn't happen that often so yeah I mean that game is great I mean hands down like one of my uh 
Yeah. Oculus Quest, man. I mean, like we said, it's just, it's, it's kind of fun to have this thing to throw on, you know, no commitment to it. I don't feel like I need to play it every day. Yeah. No, uh, it's, it's a great, it great little, little thing to, to throw on. Mike, what, how you feel about population one looking back at it now? Um, it has potential. Oh, Mike, Mike's, Mike's not a believer yet. He's, he thinks it's, uh, it I, I just mean in terms of it's, it is a great technical feat to have a VR battle Royale. Um, it's rough in some places, I think it, it just in, but it not in like a bad way and just a sort of, this is clearly the first generation of this type of thing. Okay. Yeah, like when you look down at your legs. You look down at your <laughs> legs. Just how, how kind of um, I don't. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say empty, but it almost seems very bare bones in terms of the. No, I get that. Stuff. Yeah, no, I get that, and yeah, I think that that game, as long as it does well and continues to do well, could be something really good down oh, yeah. the line but uh yeah i mean I, it definitely has time to grow and everything and I, I i was happy with the base game itself though just fucking drop in cemetery you know yeah i yeah. i also think it's like i mean i don't maybe i'm wrong like if a if if a vr title has like too much going on i'm like i'm wondering if that's if that's a part of the reason why it's a little bit more bare bones like you know the buildings so, are kind of hollow and yeah because if you think about it i mean like when we play if you're far away from an area, the guns don't populate till you get a little closer. So I feel like that game's being pushed to like its max. Yeah, this is a game that had to, especially on Quest too. Uh, you know? On the Quest too, exactly. It's a game that has to run on the Quest itself, mm-hmm. or it doesn't have to. But this is a game that can and it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure if there was a VR that had to use a computer, it could be a little bit more technically robust uh that would be interesting to see but... i'm wondering if there's any differences on the steam version compared to this yeah i don't know yeah i'm curious about that too I'm, i mean i'm sure there's probably a graphical upgrade i haven't tried any if i had known beforehand there might have been some games there are certain games that you can buy i think it's cross whatever where if you buy it on the desktop you get the quest version too Hmm. Um, so it would be interesting to see if there's any sort of technical upgrade by playing it on the PC. Like I think for instance, Beat Saber, Beat Saber, I don't think is one of these games, but if I were to buy the PC version, there could be more effects that occur when you play the game, you know, particle effects and what have you just to make it more visually exciting. Interesting. And, on, and, and while we're on VR, I just want to bring up one other game really quick because I don't have too much to say about it. But I will say that the fact that I bought a Walking Dead game because, I mean, my feelings of Walking Dead, I feel like it's been trashed for years with, like, the show and everything else. And they've never made a good game. But, I mean, for me, this was, like, a game that I was like, whoa, VR, you know. And I'm sure if I played Half-Life Alex, that would probably be my game of the year, if not, like, you know, one of hands down. But uh, Saints and Sinners was great, man. Like, the just... <laughs> It, the game is so technical in so many weird ways that, like, the idea that, like, you have two weapons, you have to hold the your trigger down when you're picking up this weapon, you got to reload. Like, it was insanely technical and just really fun and stressful at the same time. Mm-hmm. And 
I will never forget the first time I'm grabbing a zombie's head and plunging my controller, which was a knife, into his head. And you're like trying to get the knife out, and you're like pulling, jerking the knife back. And I'm just like, it was nuts, man. It's a, it's a, it's a, a really, really cool game. It's crazy that it runs on the Quest Two because I feel like that game kind of demands a lot, and it really looks good and feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, out of all my VR stuff that I dabbled in this year, uh, those two definitely uh, stand out the most. You know what I would love to play more with you? Was that one v one game we played? Because that game was fun as hell too. That game's great. I yeah. I I've been a little bit uh, deeper into my quest lately because I, nice. I have a few things I'm trying to get through, and uh, there's that sale going on. So yeah, my lead strap comes this week. Oh boy, Todd's a pro gamer now. Yeah. <laughs> um, that they sent to me. There's no fucking phone support for fucking biggest downside of Oculus Quest. You have to send them an email. You cannot, if like, say like $200 came out of your account, there's no one to contact. You can't call anyone. It's a little frightening in some ways. Yeah, I don't like, it's something that made me kind of reevaluate ever buying anything from them unless I can get it in the store because, uh, yeah, it it was not, it it took me about a good three hours going back and forth and just trying to fucking find out. Like, they told me that my shipment of my Elite Strap was canceled and the next thing I saw, like $140 come out of my account. Yikes! And then I yeah, and then I called, and then there's no one to call though. So the guy's like, yeah, you. you uh, I was like, but they told me they canceled the shipment, and then it said if I wanted to see what I had ordered, click here, and I clicked there, and it said nothing. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues on that end of things. But I mean, overall, I probably wouldn't spend anything like that again. But yeah, and, I mean, I think it's a great investment for people who want to dabble in the basically. Yeah, I, I think you know, obviously, it's a Facebook owned company, so you have to you know dance with that devil um but as far as budget vr headsets go i think if you don't have a playstation this is the you know probably the 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 best cheapest vr headset you could get um because it doesn't require you to have a pc it allows you you can hook it up to a pc and get a little extra oomph and, and access to different games um but i think you know, again, if you have a PSVR and you have a PlayStation, or if you have a PlayStation, you know, PSVR is in the same realm of what you can, what you can, you're going to be spending for for VR. It also, although, oh, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, although now I think about it, I don't know what the how they're selling the PSVR now. I feel as though to get the most out of the PSVR, you would also need to get the move controllers. Yeah. Which are non-existent. They've been non-existent for like over a year. Yeah. That's the other, so that, that's the other thing is, yeah, the, the quest is the all in one package cause it comes with the controllers. So for, for the price tag, it is by far the cheapest, most accessible thing. Cause you don't need another component. It comes with controllers. If you got a PSVR, you know, obviously you need to have a PlayStation, you need to have a PlayStation camera and you need to get the, um, controllers but that is cheaper than buying a pc vr headset yeah um unless you already have a high-end pc you know maybe you could find a headset that is comparable in price but for 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 newbies for newcomers or people who want to you know step into vr i think the quest is a the quest 2 is a good a good place to start that's for sure um i'll throw out a couple of 
smaller games towards the bottom of my list, and then we can kind of go into the the, big, the heavy hitters before we, you know, make our way towards the end of this episode. But for me, and I definitely want to show, shout out some love. These games are just games that, you know, I, I enjoyed a lot this year. Uh, Discrim, which I think, you know, it's just a small little puzzle game, but I had a lot of fun with that game. I was really excited about that, you know, since PAX when we had played it for the first time. Uh, and then it finally came out, and I really enjoyed my time with that. That's uh, definitely something worth looking into if you enjoy kind of top-down, hectic puzzle games that you know really, really can challenge your your uh, your wit in certain areas because there are puzzle rooms as well as your you know reflexes of trying to get through rooms and stuff. And it has you know a rolling leaderboard with your friends list on the side, so it's like as I'm in a room. I know Todd talked about this a lot. I, you know, I could see Todd's score, and I'm like, "Fuck, I need to last a few more seconds because I want to fucking beat Todd." Fuck Todd. Um, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed that game, and I never played it after I hit that wall. And I did the thing you said. This, it, this there's a lot of just bad experiences with glitches in games this year in general for me. Yeah, I mean, that was one thing, but there was a quick fix. And there, at this point, there's definitely an update to just fix yeah, it. I haven't even checked since then. Oh, you're like crazy! That game's so good. It's discouraging to me. I love the. I absolutely was like obsessed with that game, and then. I, it was over like a week where I like went back and tried doing what you said several times and it just never made me progress anywhere. And I was just like, okay, so I got to wait for them to actually update this game. Oh, you're crazy. Okay. That game is so good. You should go back and finish it. Cause it's really good. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that would drive me to play that game is just to beat other people. And I just don't have enough friends on my friends list for switch to, I think on Xbox, that would be a different story, you know, like a PlayStation. Yeah. I'd probably have plenty of, cause that's what drives me in that game. Seeing like, like you said, seeing my score, seeing your score and being like, yeah, but oh, now you can man, see my score on all all the levels because I beat it. So you can fucking yeah, right? always have someone to fucking try to beat. It's not gonna happen. Right. Um, I do want to throw some love to Bug Snacks. So that was a game I was really excited for, and it it exceeded my expectation. My expectations weren't like high for it. I was just I was excited for that game. I was hoping it would be funny. I hope it would be you know kind of just a, a silly time, and it kind of exceeded my expectations because it, it had like a a deeper story than I anticipated. It had like good characters and stuff. Like it, it, it had way more than I was anticipating in it. The story and characters were good, but that game's not fun. It's just, Oh, I liked it. See, I, I, it's it's very, it's just kind of like, go do, do this fetch quest and, you know, figure out how to catch this guy. Yeah. But like, I feel like it was just like, I wanted him to finish it so I could see like how the story plays out. Cause I know what happens in the story. Yeah. But, uh, and I love that idea about the game, but I think the game itself, it was just kind of like a, oh, see, I, I mean, I knew what I was getting myself into. It it looked like you know, a a type of like catch and release you know, puzzle game that you needed yeah. to like you know how to figure out how to catch everything. It was kind of like Pokemon Snap in a way. Um, so I I I I enjoyed the gameplay. Was it like this groundbreaking, amazing thing? Absolutely not. It's just a game I had a lot of fun with this year. That I think I think so many people. We're like blowing this game out of proportion, hype wise. That's a huge part of it too. Well, yeah. well like, which is not a bad thing. I love seeing an indie yes. game get that type of get that type of love and and stuff. But for for a game like that that got so much love and attention, and then I felt like when the game came out, nobody was talking about it anymore. And I'm like, it's kind of weird because I think it's justified though, because I think like I I get what you're saying with that game deserving attention. But at the same time, I feel like there's games that I played that were indie games that were way better than that game and deserved yeah, way Yeah, but what do you mean way better? Game. Like, it, there's no other indie game that came out this year that was like Bugsnax. Yeah, I mean, but it's... I think it comes down to a game like that should be a little bit fun to play. 
See, I thought it was fun to play because, like, some oh, of those. I mean, you you let Liam play it. How much of it did no, you I play? A lot of, no, I had to play it because Liam. Was did you finish it though? I had to, no, I'm, I'm probably like halfway through. Yeah, some of the puzzles in that game are not easy, and like trying to figure out how to catch some of that stuff is not like it. It is challenging. Yeah, like you know, like having like a guy run into a different guy and throwing ketchup on the ground and stuff. So, oh, so you me, played was, like the first area? You didn't get that far. No, in the game. but I'm saying like, you have to like. No, I'm saying like, like, like solving the puzzle is like, oh, you got to have this guy headbutt this other thing that you would never think of. I don't know. I just didn't find the gameplay loop in that anything that like, like would be when to finish it. Yeah, I'd just I mean, rather read what the ending was. Yeah, I mean that's fine if you don't like that type of game. It's not a game meant for everybody. It's not going to diminish. I think I just. I think Octodad I enjoyed more than that game because I thought that game was absolutely ridiculous and you're just like, what is happening? Like where this game, I was like, I get what they're doing with this game, but you know, it's it's fine. I don't. I think the story is the best part of that game, and I don't think the story should be the best kind of part of that kind of game. That's I don't know if it's on the fringe of like being a kids game or like who. I mean, it, it seems like it appeals more to adults, especially with where they chose to go with the end of that game. I mean, I think it, I think it dances that line that, that a lot of stuff does. It, it's, it's silly for kids that like, aren't going to know what the fuck is going on and just be like a bunger or, you know, a fucking I dancing strawberry. I conversation with Liam though and explain to him like how like there were parasites killing everything. And thank you. You just like destroyed half of these, like these people by feeding them. Like, I'm like, remember when his arm turned into a French fry? I'm like, you're hurting that guy. Yeah, so beat the game with him and have that conversation with him. Um, yeah, but I, th- I think it's great that it, it dances the line of it can be silly nonsense for a kid and then, you know, have this kind of more grotesque, deeper story underneath it. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Whatever you negative shit you want to say about it isn't going to taint me. I, that game is, no, no, is great. I'm, I'm, I, it's, it's not a bad game. I just, you know, I feel like a game like Carry On, which I did nothing for me. Yeah, but I feel like that's like a way cooler indie kind of game because it's. I, you know, I I mean I don't know how you're gonna compare those two. They're they're so incredibly different. Like I don't know why you would compare those two games. It's just because I saw so much more hype around Bug Snacks and like there was literally no there was like mumbles and very little talk about Carry On and stuff. Even Spearfire, which is definitely like probably top five of my favorite games of the year, and like no one like I feel like the only people who talked about that games are like people that we talk to in the industry that like, you know, actually appreciated that game. That's another game that just fucking. Yeah. No but it, it, it doesn't have to be like, this is good. This is bad. Like there are room no, for no, multiple no. indie games to get praise. I just, I, I think, think that, it's weird. I think that Bugsnacks got that praise because of it looked like the most ridiculous, silly game when they showed the trailer and then they released that stupid song with it. And like, everyone's like, yeah, Bugsnacks. But and like, that's all I heard for like two months. And then like the game came out and people were like, whoa, this game's, really weird and then like no one ever talked about it again i I, you know like it's just one of those things where i I feel like i wish more people talked about spirit power and like how incredibly crazy that game is and just like it's it's crazy you would love it i know you would like absolutely so go ahead talk about spirit fire the floor is yours yeah no i mean yeah it's like i wasn't really trying to transition into anything but i mean i the soundtrack alone is something that i listen to on a daily basis um it's uh that game is just it's deep man it's uh it's kind of how like when i watched soul with my son the other day uh he had no fucking clue what was going on in that movie and i'm like the whole time i'm like i don't feel like kids will even relate to this movie at all or understand like the themes of this movie um yeah but spirit is just like i mean the whole point of the game is you're crossing people over basically from like 
through death into like you know whatever comes after death um and the game's just like really so happy and sad at the same time and it does such an amazing job of exploration and you know like I was like 10 to 15 hours into the game and I'm like, Oh shit, I got to get a new rim for my boat to get through to this new area to get through the ice. And like, it does a really good job of progressing the game and never making you feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again while mm-hmm. you're also doing like, you know, fine. like got not fine, but what am I saying? Like animal crossing slash, um, any other kind of life sim game. Like your boat is basically a life sim and yeah. you're doing that on top of everything else you're doing. And Mike, yeah, you hear that Freudian slip Todd loves Farmville. Did you hear that? Yeah, I I, I think that if you played this game, Brendan, it would probably be like one of your favorite games ever. I really, truly think that you would absolutely fall in love with this game the second. It's gorgeous, too. There's just so many good things. I can't speak highly enough about this game. And it's I don't even know why I started playing it, to be honest with you. I don't know who talked me into playing the game. Like, it was just one of those games where I was like, I don't know. I I can't. I think it was, I I think it was one of Cam's favorite games from PAX East. Was it? I think okay. so. Oh, I yeah, see, I didn't even pay attention that it was at PAX East, you know? Like, so it was one of those things that I had no clue about. It just kind of Game Pass, saving grace, and 90% of my indie tech. Game, Game Pass is such a good indie fucking place these days. It's crazy how good it is, you know? It, it makes me play games I probably would never try, and then I end up loving them. I mean, you're not wrong. It's a, it's um, a great spot. Yes, I Mike? I forgot. Did Fall Guys come out this year? It did come out yeah. this year did play that game what do you yeah. what do you what are you thinking of fall guys mike looking back at fall guys uh i never got a crown and i haven't played it in many months is it something I you think, think you, it, you jump back I, I into think I played it maybe but i people would be have to be playing too you guys would yes, have to say absolutely i would um reluctantly turn my playstation back on see has been off i think that's the quickest drop off i've ever seen any of us playing in a game i think that's just i think that's more with us though i feel like if fall guys was on xbox just based on where we play games i feel like we'd probably still be playing it yeah Yeah. i feel like we'd be jumping in and out Uh, i mean obviously it's on steam too but it doesn't affect that doesn't affect todd um but yeah i mean if it was on switch too i'd I'd probably be playing it a a hell of a lot more because I'd be playing yeah, it at man, night. I think Switch would be a good home for that game. Yeah, yep, absolutely. I think you'll see it come to other places uh, next year, but who knows? I, but that's that's a that's a good one to bring up, Mike. It, it's not on my list because I feel like we did kind of fall off of it quickly. Um, but I mean, some of the new stuff they've been adding with the new seasons and content and stuff, like the new game modes and and, and stuff. Obviously, the cosmetics yeah, sure are what they are. Stuff, yeah, yeah th- there's a lot of cool things going on in there. I I do want to jump back in at some point. I'm kind of just holding out hope that early next year it's going to be like guess what fall guys come on xbox and it's on game pass and i'd be like perfect let's go um yeah uh let's see what else what else can i throw some love to before we get to our our you know our personal games of this year i do want to take a quick moment to mention paper mario and the origami king because that's a game i feel like got a lot of negative energy thrown in it this year and I, that like is secretly one of my favorite games of the year. Like it's people just want it to be the thousand year door, and like you're it, never going to get people to. Ever, it's so stupid. It's it, so that that is that is a big part of it. I mean, and and don't get. I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, I love the battle system in this game because it, it. If you want a traditional RPG or like a traditional Mario RPG, it's not that battle system. So like, yeah, it's kind of disappointing in that regard. And 
I, I don't love the combat in this game, but I didn't hate it. It was, it was yeah, interesting. It was, a, it was yeah. fine. Uh, but everything else about the game was so good to me. Like the, the writing was really good. Uh, I, I loved the locations. I, I loved so much about that game and, and, and what, what it did. And, and, you know, the music was good. The art style was great. Uh, it, it was just such a good, good, a feel good game for me. So for me, it's definitely, you know, on my personal top 10 of games that I love this year. I know Todd is not going to bring this game up, but I did love it, so I I'm, I am going to bring it up, and that's Final Fantasy VII Remake because this is another one of those games this year where I don't have a relationship with with Final Fantasy VII, the original game. So I played remake and kind of fell in love with the story. So then I went and immediately played. I sunk you know a quick forty hours into the original and beat that right away because I wanted to see the full story and see what the fuck is going on here. And I don't think Final Fantasy VII Remake is a perfect game. I have a lot of issues is, with it, is actually. Is the story that good, actually, though? Because in Remake? Story seemed, yes, because I, I mean, my, my issue with that is I that think the story in Remake is better than the story in the original. I, I just... I, I get really bothered by a lot of these JRPGs that have like convoluted stories and then they try to open it. Is it convoluted same, though? It, it's kind of like my same bitchiness with like Endgame with like, let's use time travel to fucking cover all our bases and like, you know, it's, I feel like it's just like, I hate shit like that. Like, I feel like it's just, I don't like when games, it's like an easy out because we can say it's fucking this and we can say it's that and we're going down this path where there's alternate timelines and it's like but like we're not really explaining these alternate timelines and you'll see the next game in four years who knows and it's yeah but take take away that like we're not talking about we're not talking about the sequels we're not talking about sequels we're not talking about the future of of whatever they do we're talking about this game so like yeah and there's no good characters in that game minus Aerith. like who else in sapira what's his name Sephiroth, Sephiroth, whatever. But like, but like, there's like the, the characters really aren't that great in that game. It's some fucking cheesy ass dialogue. I get that, like the game, like the 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 best part about that game are fighting bosses. Bosses in that game are fucking top tier, and that game is fucking so good when you fight a lot of those bosses. And it's uh, it's definitely what stood out to me. The honeybee stood out to me, and any scene with Aerith when you first meet Aerith. But other than that, like. I don't know. It's just Todd. There, that that Final Fantasy VII remake deserves to be mentioned in the game of the year yeah. discussion, yeah, simply because of the honeybee in that yeah, alone. No, I, like, I, is I, I don't disagree with you, but like it's just not for me. That game was just, uh, and being a huge fan of the original, um, I, I I just don't. I thought it was a bad move to spend four to five hours of the mainline game and only make that part of the first part and make it like a 40 to 50 hour game. I just don't think it was necessary. I, I don't think they, I think they could have taken it a little further and I probably wouldn't have been as kind of like, Oh, we're at the end of this game. I just, yeah. I, 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 this I don't, game I don't know what your big issues are with this game. Like I, I feel like you just wanted, I thought it was bad pacing and I don't think the characters are that good. And I feel like I was running around in circles half the time. Like when I'm chasing like that, like there's so many parts where I'm just like, Oh, I got to go back here and then fucking go through this. It was just like, I kept on saying to you, I'm like, Oh fuck, this game's amazing. And then I'm like, and here I am back at this fucking part. Just when I'm starting to love this game, this game slaps me in the face and says, Yeah, we're gonna do some unnecessary padding right now that you don't necessarily need to fucking even care about, but we're gonna do it anyways. And yeah. it's something that I don't 
think needed to be in the game. And like, I thought the dialogue was fucking corny as fuck. Like, it's just not good dialogue, really. It's it's. Really I can't not- wait. I'm gonna bust out a fucking pen and pad, and as I'm playing through Cyberpunk, I'm gonna write down every time the dialogue is fucking trash, just to throw it in your face. Well, here's the problem, though. Big difference. That game's not like some anime kind of bullshit kind of like, you know, like it's like, whoa, whoa, I got big titties and I'm like, like, it's like, that's like. <laughs> what like, was like, that? Like, like, hold on, hold on. Cyberpunk look, doesn't look, have big look, titties. Look, Can I get look, a refund like, on that game? Like, 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 you, like the whole thing with Tifa and everyone's like, Tifa's a god. And it's like, oh, stop it, guys. Come on. Like her character's trash. She's not a good character. There's like literally nothing to her. Like at least in the beginning of this remake. And it's just like, there's too many characters like that. I think there's very few characters that stand out in that game. Yeah, sure, is there potential for that game to be an enormous game down the line? And if they take some turns and twists that they didn't do in the original game, yeah, cool. But for like a setup, for me personally, I thought it was fucking weak. Yeah, so since I brought up Final Fantasy VII Remake, let me talk about why I like this (laughs) game. We know Todd doesn't like it. We didn't need to hear all of that. Uh... I, I yes, I don't think the game is perfect. Yes, I have some issues with the pacing. Yes, I think that there's a lot of padding in there. But whatever the remake was, it was enough of something that immediately made me go play the original. Like I feel like there that is something. I feel like that is telling me oh, something about that game that there's so much there that I needed to go do that. I mean, I I really enjoyed obviously the honeybee end was so good um, so good and, he, and the, the beginning when you're running through i think i said this to you recently the rooftops of era like that banter and i just felt so wholesome and i, I, thought, I thought the dialogue was trash todd that well i was just gonna say that's like the only time i actually like felt like i was like oh okay this game that's like what i was saying like this game's hooking me now like it's got yeah it's got me and then all of a sudden i'm doing fucking stupid stupid shit that i don't care about this is you know what this is mike Todd, this is the first movie in a in a trilogy or some sort of saga, and Todd just doesn't like the first movie. He needs to get to the fucking twin, the two towers, or or you know, Return of the King or something. I need to get to the casino, and you know, like the. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I you need your I Empire don't... Strikes Back here. Yeah. I get it. yeah right. So I I I I liked enough about this game that I think it's worth mentioning. I think the combat when it works, like like the beginning, I think the game. It, it, I think the game is teaching you so much throughout the game. Like the, late, late in the game, there still will be times where like, you know, a, a tutorial window will pop up and I'm like, why the fuck is it still teaching me new stuff now? Um, but w- when you start getting the combat down and it starts flowing, like I have been thinking about going back to Final Fantasy VII Remake and not really to play the game again, but to maybe jump into certain parts of the game and just play the combat again i I guarantee you'd probably be happy to do the training rooms because i'm sure those are cool that's actually probably what i should do i should just go try to beat all the training rooms because the combat in that game is so satisfying to me especially when you start just like flipping around between the characters and and just the way it's presented like when the game slows down when you're like picking menus and stuff and it's like everything's still moving but really slow yeah, and it's just no, like all very slow something about that just always got me really fucking excited i was always like this is like such a such a good combat system uh and i really loved it and at first i didn't like it as much like at first i was not a big fan of the combat i was like i don't know how i feel about this but then as as i got 
more used to it. I was like, okay, this is this is my jam. Um, Honestly, one of my favorite gaming moments of this year, ironically enough, was from Final Fantasy VII. Fighting Hill House. Yeah, I knew yeah. it. I knew you were going to yeah. say that. Yes. I, I, I probably fought it like five to six times. And I remember Amanda and Liam were both cheering me on. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do it this time. I'm doing it this time. I'm doing, you know, and then I did it. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I just beat this. You know, yeah. like, it was one of those things where I was just having such a struggle with it. But yeah, man, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of cool things about that game as an overall game. It was kind of disappointing to me. Um, yeah. I get, and I, I get I, that. I completely get why people like it. Like, I, I, I'm not. I don't think oh, it's a ten out of ten. I don't. I. I. I don't think it should it's get like game solid, of the year from anyone. I'd, I'd say a solid eight, and I think that's me being generous. But like, I think it like an eight out of ten. Yeah. Like I. I get. I get people putting it as their personal game of the year, but I. I don't like the. I don't know. I. I don't like the idea that, you know, bigger outlets are. You know, it's better than all of these other games because I feel like there's some, some flaws with it that that kind of hold it back for me from getting like the top the top crown. Um, which I feel like if it didn't have some of the issues, I would be more inclined to be like, yeah, it's kind of hard for this to not be my game of the year. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy VII had had some good moments. I, I enjoyed that a lot. I'm I'm hoping that with whatever they do with the next games, it's more streamlined and less fillery. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm very curious if they are going to, I don't see them going an open world path. Like, like the original, I just don't, I, I mean, unless they do it like final fantasy 15. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I don't know how they would do it. Otherwise. I, I, I don't really know. I'm really curious to see. I, I'm really just curious to see how, how the next pieces. To I this honestly puzzle think shake, that if they don't kill the main girl who gets killed. Then I just, don't really care about the remake. I like. I think that's like such like a, like I said, that's like one of like the craziest gaming moments I've ever. Yeah, I think they will. I think they will. Yeah, I, I just think that because think how much think like how much more it's gonna burn for people who maybe this maybe they never played the original and it's like you're you're part you're into part three and it's like midway in part three all of a sudden fucking sword through the chest and you're like what like that's gonna be a crazy moment for some people. Um, though I wouldn't be shocked if the rest of these kind of just go off the script and it's a completely different situation. And, you know, someone like Zach is, is a main character or something, but I will, I will throw out, I think I have one more game to mention before my game of the year. And then you can mention what other games you need to mention, but, uh, another game that I'm not finished with, but I'm, I'm, I should have it done this week. Uh, is Yakuza Like a Dragon. I love so much about this game. It's, it's another one of those things where it's not a perfect game. I Like, there are definitely things wrong with it. And in I, some way, like, I agree with you, but, like, in some ways, like, is, this almost is a per- – I'm only – so I bought this originally after you talking about it and everything, and I knew I was going to buy it. I just didn't want to buy it because there's so many fucking games I'm diving into. But I, I only – I'm at Chapter 5, and I'm, like, excited to go back to it, but that game is so fucking ridiculous in so many yeah. good ways that, like – and I told you I played Yakuza Zero, and I was kind of unimpressed by that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think I just this, I think it's a crazy move that they made it a, a turn-based game. But I think that Yakuza series works better as a turn-based game than it does as fucking the the beat 'em up that it was beforehand. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Think I think on that. But this game is it's so ridiculous. And if you're a Yakuza fan, I think you're. 
I think you're used to that. I think all the games are. I've never played the other ones, but I'm I from what I've understand, they're all pretty ridiculous. But the story is is off the wall. I like I happen to like the combat a lot. I know I talked to Cam about it a little, uh, the other day, and he he is not a fan of the combat. He has some issues with it, and what I, I do not like about it. Uh, he just doesn't like how you know how when you're fighting, like it's kind of like not in real time, but like characters move around and stuff. Yes. He doesn't yeah, like yeah, that. He that. feels like it, it caused like a, lot, a lot of issues. But I, I kind of like it because I feel like it makes me play strategically in a different type of way where I'm trying I to like – I think that was their way of trying to be different a little yeah. bit too. You know, like, and I enjoy it. But I can see how that could be polarizing. I could see how people could be not a fan of that. Um, but I, I'm enjoying the combat. I like the story for the most part. I mean there's a lot of cutscenes which I'm not a big fan of just because I don't care. I don't like the reading stuff. I would rather it be dialogue than like – but there's a lot of stuff in that It goes back like, and forth where it's like you have to read yeah. a bunch or you have to yeah, or listen. And like, yeah. And, there, and it goes back to me saying that like how games have still not fixed – character font in these fucking games where I, I have a 65 inch tv and i'm still fucking staring i have to sit i forget what game i played recently where i had to sit on the floor to get through it because i couldn't read what was happening in the game and i'm like sitting up close to a 65 inch tv which should not be an issue red dead you know, too not, yeah no, probably no i think i think it was uh the, the call of duty campaign i'm pretty sure that's what it was. And i was literally on, yeah i was like on the floor on the tv like what am i picking right now but yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that I'm excited to jump back into that game if there's ever a downtime, because I feel like there's never a downtime, and every fucking game this year is like an 80-plus hour game to beat, so it's like, good luck finding time to beat any of these fucking games at this point. Yeah, it, it it's a weird one, too, because there's so much in there, like, there's so many side quests and so many, like, other things you can do, like... There's a whole like business man. You haven't gotten to this yet, I- I'm assuming. But there's a whole yeah, like, it's in, like there's stuff I've gotten the other one. Yeah, too. there's a whole business management like company you can run and own, and it's like I've been playing that mini game a lot, and it's like there's all this stuff in there to do, and it's like part of me wants to just get through the game, but part of me is also like, but I kind of want to play this fucking business thing, and I kind of want to you know do these other things. I think you can enter sh- like shogi tournaments and like try to become like a shogi champion there's just so much there there's arcade there's like actual arcade games in there like you can play like sega arcade games uh like play matches of virtual fighter and stuff it's there's so much in there um i will say i'm at a weird roadblock right now i think i'm on chapter 12 or 13 and the point i'm at you need to basically level up to level 50 to even stand a chance getting further and i'm at like 33 so it's like oh so you're playing valhalla okay cool (laughs) Um, there, there is a thing that I think I, I, Jesse, uh, suggested to me the chapter I'm on, there's like a battle arena that opens. And if you play that, you can level up quickly. So I'm, I'm probably just going to do that. That's so discouraging. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's going to ruin the game for me, but like, I don't understand that why that sets a big thing in games these days. I'm I'm wondering if you you play it on a lower difficulty, if it's, if it's not as steep, but I mean, I'm no, level thirty three. Like that, Valhalla is like that. Like yeah. literally every game I played this year, it's like they just don't want you to oh, finish too quick. I guess I don't know. Well, you know what the craziest thing about Cyberpunk is with that is that I'm hundred plus hours into that game. I'm pretty fucking ranked up. I still get the spots where it's like, oh, you need to be level fifteen on this, and I'm like, I'm level twelve on this, and I've been playing hundred hours. How the fuck am I level fifteen? It's crazy. Yeah. And I feel I don't necessarily know if I like that in these games. I, I think that's like a bad look. 
this, that, I don't mind the the having to be certain level or whatever type of thing, but this one just this just seems like a. You need to be fifty. That's crazy. I don't know That's if you like, need to be fifty. I think the I think it's I think it's just suggested that you get to level yeah. fifty. Um, from what I from what I heard, you also have to get three million yen to even progress in the story. So it's like, oh, cool! I have to go fucking make a so bunch of money. You have to do that money the mission then that everyone's been talking about. Like yeah, the pyramid. Thing. I don't spend a lot of money, so there's like. I I already had like a million yen, uh, and then I went through like things I don't need in my inventory and sold a bunch of stuff. So I think I'm at like two point five million yen. So the money thing is not the problem. It's I get a fucking level up now. I might just yeah. make a separate. I might like make a separate save and just progress and see if I can actually get through it without having to level up that high. But we'll see. But yeah, Yakuza is great. I'm I'm really excited to to finish that game. I plan on finishing it this weekend, but uh, that didn't happen because of Fortnite last night with Mike and Dom until one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Um, so I, I am about up to my game of the year, Todd. So I don't know if you want to, if there's anything else you wanted to bring I mean, up. I, I do have so many. I'm yeah. Get, in there. I'm get gonna, in there. No, I'm just going to say like uh ghost of Tsushima. Um, was that the first open world game I played that started the trend of all the open world games? I played? maybe that was the first one. I don't know. Uh, I love that game and like you know it goes back to what you said about like how gameplay you care about more i thought the combat was great i think they fucking dropped the ball on stealth in that game i think they dropped the ball on story but overall i just wanted to keep on playing that game the way i wanted to play it kind of like you know what we say with breath of the wild in some ways yeah well, a lot of ways but like you know um i was able to do that um i thought the story had such the first chapter me and you talked about this over and over again like at the end of the first chapter like oh fuck and then like everything after that I felt was like an afterthought. So, I mean, I like I, I I'm happy that that's like a new game. I'm sure the next one's going to be even more incredible. I love the idea of switching stances mid fight to combat like ten opponent opponents around you. It was the combat was just so good in that game, minus stealth. Like mm-hmm. I really had like it was just ideal for me. Um, yeah, I mean, but I I wouldn't give that my game of the year. There were some points where I thought like. It's crazy looking back at like my year. Usually it's like Overwatch. I did okay. I did eight eight hundred hours of Overwatch this year, and I played these games, but I didn't finish them. And this year it's like spent a hundred hours on this game. I beat it. Spent a hundred hours on it. It's like crazy that like that's like what my year was. And I guess it's probably being stuck in a house is this long. Um, but yeah, Ghost of Tsushima was great. Um, Doom Eternal was amazing. Doom Eternal like almost is like an afterthought right now for me because it was the first game i played second game actually and the, the next one i'll talk about but yeah doom eternal was awesome i had a blast with that um it was great yeah and it's one of those games where i'm excited for the next one but uh not a lot of commitment you know he beat that game relatively quick it's like a 15 hour game yeah i tried um, to and then uh it kept yeah, crashing right. on which me is so weird which is it so crashed weird because that like, game crashed on me i'm not even joking it, at least 30 times to the point where i was I'm like sure. all right i'm just done i'm just done and it's and it's crazy because like everyone's shitting on Cyberpunk. I've had so many issues with so, not not Doom Eternal, but I've had so many other issues with so many other games that I really enjoyed this year. That like, I just put a hundred hours into fucking Cyberpunk, beat it, and I still had less issues than I had with fucking Valhalla, fucking Ghost of Tsushima, losing my save file and being corrupted. Like literally everything. Even like Last of Us, I had issues where I got stuck in parts of the map and I had to reboot where I was because like my horse was literally wedged into a wall. So it's, it's crazy about that. But yeah, Doom Eternal was awesome. Um, honestly, 
I think my second pick for game of the year would probably. Oh, actually, re- I want to just give Resident Evil Three a shout out because no one fucking talked about that game. Was it I good? I loved. It. I loved every second of it. Uh, it was only like a nine to ten hour game, maybe depending on how you play it. I fucking loved that game, and I really liked Resident Evil Two Remake until it got to Mr. X. Because then after that point, it's like, oh, everything I'm doing, Mr. X is on my ass. Whereas Resident Evil Three, I forget what what was the was it what was the guy's name in Resident Evil Three, the main bad guy. Nemesis. That's like falling around. Nemesis. He's not on you all the time. He's on you a good amount of time, but like you can defeat him and then he's gone. Whereas like I I so much prefer that over Mr. X because like it was just that like took me out of the game completely. Like it's like I'd be like, okay, I gotta figure out the puzzle in this room. I'm like, oh fuck, he's right outside. I'm like, now what do I do? And I'm like, and then I'll shoot him a couple times, and I'll be down for 30 seconds. So, yeah, I mean, but I really, really enjoyed Resident Evil 3. It was the first game I beat this year, and I was like, it's all I played, and I was like, it looks great, it plays great. It mm-hmm. was, uh, it was really good. Uh, the last game, uh, Hades, for me. I mean, this game is like my uh, Dead Cells, and I still love Dead Cells. I still play Dead Cells, but. Hades is so fucking good. I mean, I still play it to this day. Like, it's I'll do a round or two here and there. That game is, you know, it makes me want to play all those other games they developed, which I've never played. I know you rave about Bastion, and uh, I never played Transistor. I played, like, two seconds of that. But, like, I, I, I got to get back and play these games because clearly they, these they don't – They do not make a bad game. I, I mean, yeah, I Bastion is, like, one of my favorite indie games of all time. I never – played transistor and i never played pyre i i do have transistor on my switch because it came to switch but pyre looks great too but that's only on pc and uh playstation right now but they 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 always make something different and they're always you know critically acclaimed games yeah and then the only other game that we haven't talked about which i'll let you talk about yes Um, yeah but that's your that's your number three what my game of the year is your number three Behind Hades in this one? No, your game is your game is my number four. Whoa, behind what? What's the third? Uh, so I, my game of the year is Cyberpunk. Yeah, now. yeah. I, like I think we all it. figured that out at this yeah, point. Yeah, of course. Um, it would probably go Cyberpunk. Oof. Where does Avengers Hades? fall on this list? I, I have Avengers in my top ten. I'm not. I didn't bring it up though, because like, <laughs> but. But, but, like, I'm not someone that thinks it belongs in the top 10. But I will say I put, like, 100 hours into that game, and I really enjoyed it. I did. And I did not – and I fucking – everyone's like, the only saving grace on that game is a single player. And I'm like, I thought the single player was straight garbage. Mike, I, I want to point out that Todd just said, Avengers is in my top 10, but I don't think it should be. But you know what? I don't give a fuck. I played a hun- I played 100 hours of this game. It's in my top 10. This motherfucker last year tried to sit here and say – it doesn't matter that he put thousands of hours into Overwatch. It's not a game of the generation. Get the fuck out of here. But I feel like I never have fun when I play Overwatch. And I only play competitive. That's your that's your like, only mindset then. Yeah, that, that's yeah, your fault. I mean, that's your problem. I mean, but I, I think fun factor is a huge part of things. And I think that if we had a crew playing Avengers, and I don't think there's enough end game to warrant having a crew to play Avengers. Um, you see what you did there, my crew, Avengers, end game, you know? Yeah, uh, but I I do think that like the game could be something really good in two years. Are people gonna wait around two years? Two years. 
Yikes. No, I, mean, I just mean like I just mean like people who never dived in. If like all of a sudden, like it's like kind of how Destiny is now. You know, like these pay as service games. But yeah, you know what though? Like it's I, I like that you brought that up because like I feel like there needs to be a heart to heart with developers and publishers at this point. Are any, like I don't even know what pay as service games are at this point. I don't play any like pay as a service games. Do you? Uh, I'm about to get I into don't. one, but uh, <laughs> yeah, see like. And you and like that game is probably way more of a commitment than fucking anything else you're gonna do, and you're gonna be like, "Fuck!" Like, what am I doing? And you're only gonna want to play that with other people, and then half the time you're not even gonna be able to play it with other people because yeah. like scheduling and like. No, I get that, but what, the the point I wanted to make was, I feel like people need to stop giving these games passes and being like, "Oh," and I'm not saying this is what you're doing, but oh, you know. It's going to be like Destiny where, you know, when it launched, it was whatever. And then a couple years later, it's, you know, fucking one of the best games. It's like, give me that game at the beginning. I don't like. We're, I agree with you. We're past. Yeah, you. we're past the point of like when Destiny came out, it was like trying to do something different that wasn't really being done, at least on consoles. Uh, yeah. It's like it was trying to do something new and exciting. And the same thing with kind of with No Man's Sky, like No Man's Sky had another one of those like. It, it launched horribly and then it, it you know it bounced back incredibly I revisited, I revisited it and i don't think that bounce back was anything special because <laughs> like that i like i just don't it controlled so poorly for me i was like but there are people that love it and, and love that no, new update sure um there's, there's probably way more to it you could even fucking play with people they were like you might be able to run into people and then halfway after the launch they're like yeah about that you're not going to see that person yeah even if you do run into it you know it's like oh, but cool. but it's like i i just i'm i'm through giving people the pass of well you know maybe they'll have the destiny comeback and you know in a year or two there'll be so much there and it's like well why did you put the game out now then like what is the point of giving me this half-baked game i don't i don't want an undercooked thing give me the full thing i agree with that but like at the same time i kind of like view the games i play recently by the amount of time i'm putting into it and if i'm putting 100 hours into a game i feel like that's a pretty big deal for me, just for me, like, I mean, you know, I put like 90 to 100 hours in the Avengers. Is it a great game? Is it fucking have so many short? Yeah, I mean, it does, listen, it doesn't it doesn't need to be a, this 10 out of 10. It doesn't need to be a masterpiece. No, but but I think that game had so much potential that if they waited. Yeah, on that potential. Game, it, and the they, core combat of that game is so fucking yeah, good. It's all right. Dude, I'm telling you, especially with Kate Bishop, the way she feels, you would probably if they launched with Kate. Yeah, but they, they didn't. Kate, but they didn't. Probably like, yeah, no, of course. And you probably would have been like, "I'm getting her to level 50. This girl's fucking dope, and she's so fun to use." And yeah, it's like, why are you making your most fun character eight months after you launched the game? You know, like it's. Just, <laughs> I think Iron Man's the best character personally, but like, I think Kate Bishop, I'd probably like. That's the first person I would dive into and be like, "Oh, this girl's dope." Yeah. But I never even. But that's the thing with that game. I put 100 hours into that game. I only played as Iron Man. Never even tried on any other characters. A little bit of Black Widow. Didn't even touch fucking Captain America. Like, this game could have been so much more. Could have been, yeah. And like I said, it's like, like why I say it's on my top 10, it's a fucking guilty pleasure. It's just stupid, and it shouldn't be there. Um, It it doesn't deserve to be there. It doesn't even deserve to be purchased. The game should be $30. It should have launched as a $30 game. I don't think you probably would have heard as many complaints because the game clearly wasn't finished. The main part of the game, which is the end game, was non-existent. You finish that campaign and you're like, all right, let's jump into fucking multiplayer. Oh, today we're fighting Abomination. Tomorrow we're fighting 
abomination. <laughs> oh, like, wait, we can play Taskmaster now, too. Oh, yeah. that's it, though. It's just it's just Taskmaster yeah. and Abomination. What they a great game. Marvel catalog, and all they have is fucking Taskmaster, Taskmaster, and fucking and, and a mechanic giant robot, and fucking Abomination. They gave us two fucking villains. They do the DLC, and all of a sudden, they, they peek at, like, Sentinels and everything. I'm like, you had the power to put all this shit in your game. You could have just fucking waited. And it's just, it blows my mind. I'm like, I'm with you. I don't. It's Wait, Sentinels are in the game now? Yeah, like, in the Kate Bishop thing. I haven't even dived into that. Like, I don't know if they're officially in it, but there's, like, a giant Sentinel that, like, is part. It's just fucking stupid, man. That that, that this is, like, they had the potential to do all this, and they just chose to rush yeah, it out. Yeah, they, they, have, the Mar- they have the Marvel license. They could have made so not only that, something amazing. They chose... They chose to release this game on the downside of the hype of Marvel. We just got through that final chapter. Everyone's like, oh, it was so good and it was so brutal and we've lost people. And then they're like, all right, guys, we got a game for you. And we got no other media coming out this year. It's like, and we got an un- incomplete game with no other like media to like. Yeah, pump this listen, game up. you're like, the one that put it on your top ten, not me I, or Mike. No, no, I mean, it was eleven, but like I'm just being nice about it. But, <laughs> uh, but, but, but like it's it's just fucking crazy. And they could have what they should have done. They should have fucking pushed it all the way back to when they launched the Kamala show. That's what they should have done. That would have been the smartest thing for them to do. They would have had so much time to refine this game and everything, and then they launch it next to something as big as like you know finally introducing is it captain marvel i forget like is it captain marvel i forget what miss marvel miss marvel that would have been huge man that would have been like hey it's been a year we've just been waiting for content from marvel and you know me i don't want content from marvel i've been burnt out from it but like i think this year i just think it would have been so much smarter mike you hear this guy i don't want content from marvel i'm burnt out of it he's like there's 27 shows coming out they all look so good i can't wait yeah you're going you're going from i don't want content from marvel to getting way more content than three movies a year yeah but i don't want like the same like oh we got a villain but he's not a problem no worries guys we got this <sighs> anyways you know, go back like... to the games go back get, <laughs> yeah, no, talk no, about but... cyberpunk your game of the year yeah i know but cyberpunk's 100 my game of the year and uh yeah I, I mean i've talked to you about this several times Someone, someone yelled at me for being an apologist to Cyberpunk on Twitter recently. Yes, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure they were joking in some regards, but like, literally, when I talk, every time I talk about Cyberpunk, I almost wrote a, a long article to send to you, and I still might do it. You should about like how I feel like I'm not allowed to say how much I love this game because of how it launched, and I get completely understand the everyone under i don't know how it's performing on ps5 i mean series x i finally had one hard crash and it was the same kind of hard crash i had when i was playing the mafia remake i'm just driving down a road all of a sudden the whole screen gets bright and like shimmering light came out of nowhere like like someone was visiting me from like another planet and then my game crashed but um yeah i do i just really enjoyed the characters this is not typically my style of game like we've talked about how you know I probably would have liked Mass Effect more if I dived into it more. Yeah, play Mass Knowing Effect that, instead. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I, I'm into like the noir, cyberpunk kind of like, you know, like I, I, I like that style of things. Um, but it's crazy because I'm 100 hours in and I'm just starting to unlock stuff as far as what like my kit can do and like stuff like enhancements you can put in your body. And I'm like, okay, this changes everything. What the fuck? I'm like, 
I feel like the main campaign was too short, even though it was like 20 hours. I mean, that's not necessarily short. And I mean, I spent most of my time on side missions and the side missions are so good, but there's so many memorable characters for me in this game. Um, I know I went into this game with a lot of hype, which I shouldn't because CD Projekt Red means nothing to me. Yeah. They're developers to me. Like they've never made a game that I actually gave a shit about. Uh, And this game is, I wasn't expecting it to live up to the hype. And I keep on seeing people say, um, Craig, you Craig to sleep? Seems. Oh yeah, he's gone. Did we just lose everything? No, we should be fine. Keep going. I can just take it off the stream after. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I keep on seeing people talk shit about the gunplay in that game, and I think the gunplay is really fucking good. And I'm like, it's like, what do you think's like good gunplay if for a Western RPG style game if this isn't good? Mike, you look like um. Fucking, what's his face? Eddie Murphy. Now you recording. Like, you look like Eddie Murphy when he was a vampire in Brooklyn right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the eyes. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of like my games that I picked that like I really enjoy are games that like still get me thinking for days afterwards. Yeah. And, you know, and well, uh. And he just left again. I know. We'll, we'll just we'll pull off the stream. That's fine. Keep going. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and, and that game just like, you know, and I haven't even. I'm, I, there's so many side missions. I'm like, fuck. What the fuck? I never saw this. Like, there was someone posted these things today that I saw today. And I'm like, I feel like I did everything with Pan Am, and Judy, and what the fuck is this shit? Like, how do you get that stuff? But uh, yeah, man. I mean, I feel like I feel like I don't know anyone who's finished the game that I know like in that we talk to or anything like do you know anyone else besides me who's finished the game uh no because i i think a lot of people don't really care about this game at this point uh which is crazy to me because it is the best game of this year yeah i mean i i'm, I'm not gonna discount your opinion because i obviously i haven't i've barely played the game but i mean i, I think this game has a a heap more of issues that have forced people to be unexcited about it or care less about it outside of just performance issues. I mean, it has a lot of, uh, you know, very tone deaf, uh, things both in the game and said by the developers on social, especially this, I don't pay attention to the developers on social media, but like, I mean, I pay attention to the, this is a game that I definitely have paid attention to story where I like, I'm not on my phone, like, Oh, when's this going to end? And, and and I feel like I would stuff like that bothers me because I feel like, you know, like I feel like we're all kind of on the same mindset of like a lot of these things that people complain about. At no point did I notice something that like seemed out of place to me. And I get it. I'm like I'm I'm a white dude, so like, what does it fucking what does my opinion really matter? But at the same time, like I was never like, oh, that's like over the top kind of. I don't know about that. Like there was there was none of that stuff that stood out to me. And if I felt like if you know what I'm saying, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I think it, you know, uh, I think part of it is. It, I don't think you can win these days. To be honest with you, you can fucking do everything you try in the best to like make a game like. No, I'll send. I'll send you an article about about the to the specifically like the the. You know, the, and there's like trans stuff in this game. There's a trans guy who is leading the development. 
So maybe he sees things different than other. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make sense. To, like, I didn't notice anything, like I said, that stood out at all. And like I said, I don't, I, can I relate to that stuff? No. Like I said, I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a, a white dude who sits in his house all day and is happy to be fucking home in a pandemic, pandemic basically. But, yeah. but like, but like at the same time, like, you know, I mean, like, I I'm sure there's absolutely some stuff in there. And especially being from other countries and developers from other countries, you know, like some places can, you know, not be on the same wavelength as other people, but I don't know. I honestly don't know. I feel like I notice stuff in games sometimes where I'm like, Ooh, that that's not good. There was never a point in this game after a hundred hours where I was like, what the fuck? That's not cool. Yeah. You I know, mean, like, I, I'll, I'll, again, I'll send you the article that I read that pointed out the issues specifically about the, the trans issues that are in the game. And, and again, the three of us are, are, are straight, so like the only straight guys. Experience I had in this game was one of the coolest side missions in the game, which that's why I'm a little confused by it. And like, you don't learn something about this side mission till about like six hours into it. And yeah. I'm like, Oh shit. Cool. Like, and I was like, so like I'm not seeing the complaints like at all. I'm, yeah, but I'm again, seeing... I'll send you the article because the article points out specific things. And in Kale in the chat uh, just wrote, it's more it that it's trans ignorant and not transphobic. So there's like things that they they purposely added into the game, whether it's dialogue or backdrop or 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 what have you that that do a really they 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 it's almost like they don't need to be there, but they're there. For like the I'm re- almost wondering if these people played this side mission that I played that, like I said, was one of the best side missions in the game. And well, I mean, no, so, a lot of the people who have the, the article that I wrote was written by someone who obviously didn't play the game yet because the game wasn't yeah, out. But the 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 points they were making were about specifically a lot of the in-game advertising and, you know, some of the 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 pieces of marketing that were surrounding the game, which was the the advertisement of a trans woman. Like it's a, it's a, it's a woman with a giant penis. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Cause those billboards are all but over. It's not, it's not, I think they took it out of the game when I, oh, cause I, I, it was never I, like that, that poster was there. I'm pretty sure they muted it. Like when I played through it, cause I was like, oh, that's the poster that people are talking about. And I saw it like once or twice. Yeah. So I'm those, like, oh, they definitely blurred it out. There, there's a blurred. lot, there's a lot of stuff. There, there's a whole nother thing about, um, there's like a a drug or a, or a drink or some sort of thing that's advertised in the game that is you know it has connotations that seem to suggest that you know it, i'm not saying this is right but i feel like this is shit you have to seek out in this game because this is shit that, yeah like, but here's the I thing is that I like i never even drank a drink in that game yeah like, i i i understand you know it, it's and like i get what you're saying but it, it's it's yeah. like they're making comments about trans people that are just in the background that don't need to, like the game wouldn't lose anything if those things just weren't there, but they did make the Do effort to put them there. you think it was one of the developers that was at, like, that was trans and had a hand in the game? Maybe yeah, but the thing is, is that the, 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 the things that are getting like point, thing. the things that are getting, here's the thing. You can like this game with it still having issues. Like it, you don't, yeah, you don't have to I mean, like, honestly, but like, but like we're not diving into every game. Like we're diving into cyberpunk. If yeah. But not every game, issues, but not every game adds these things into the periphery. That's the thing is like, they're not this main thing. They're just kind of a, they're, they're, they're like a, so, uh, a so they're is, a set dressing to ignore transgender and like not having it in your game. And then you get the free pass of like never tackling anything. I'm going like, to send you, know you the article like, because again, yeah, I, I feel like I, you're I probably have read it. I like, do definitely have not. 
Have you read an article from Reset Era about about this? Yeah, like I mean, like when everyone was complaining about stuff. I mean, the least I, I haven't seen like a, most of the complaints I've seen are from um, what's it call it like how the performance of the game is for the most part. Like, yeah, because that because that's because that's, that's probably what most of the people who have now played the game are complaining about is that the the performance issues, which is fine to complain about those things too. But I don't think it's it's a problem to to have the issues with trans representation. Uh, and again, we are both straight white guys. Mike is a straight black man. Like the, we, <laughs> this is not something that would necessarily stand out to us because, or for, for, for whatever reason, but like, I did see that people had issues with it. So I did read up on it and I completely understand and see the issues that, that, uh, anybody who would have the issue with it. And it, when I, from my understanding, from what I did read, it, it just makes it seem like to me, some of these things that are there, they just like the game doesn't benefit from them being there and the game wouldn't. Well, I mean, wouldn't my have any thing in saying this is that they're so insignificant in the game itself that you don't even know they're there. That's why I'm you like, don't why know they're there because you are no, not no, no, trans, no. but a trans person no, 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 playing no. the game is going to you're see not that. Notice anything. No, you're not going to see anything because that shit's barely in the game. Like that's my whole point. And the best side mission in the game has to do with a trans character. So like it's, it's not it's not it's not a bad it's like you don't even know this person's trans until like the end of like a six hour mission and then the you're all and if that's how like, it's portrayed and that's fine then that that's great but that's not all that's not every bit of trans in the game there there are issues no I'm not saying that but I'm saying like that there's not they're not like throwing any they're they're not throwing anything of trans in your face and like. People were talking about like dildos when this game came out, and like I haven't gone anywhere without seeing a dildo. I don't think I saw a fucking. They dildo removed in the them game. from the game. Yeah, like but from like the day I played it till like they, I don't think they removed it from day one. And I like I never fucking saw a dildo in this game. I was like, okay, well, like I don't understand why people keep on talking about dildos in this game. I don't know what this means. Yeah, I feel like people should probably play the game, and then. I know like, people on Twitter who are trans yeah. or yeah. or or part of the LGBTQ community and are playing yeah. the game still and still enjoying it, still have other issues with it, still have those issues with it. You're allowed to play and like something but still Absolutely. critique it and pick it apart. And I think that there are actual issues there. And CD Projekt Red as a company has made statements and done things that like definitely – you know, reveal their colors or, or make you question their motives when they do add stuff in there. If you look at what the people, if you look at what people are having issues with the, with those specific things, and then you look at how CD project red reacts to those things. It's very night and day that yes, maybe there are. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think when it comes to CD project red, I don't think they give a sh like their biggest worry right now is their share pricing on stocks. Like they're trying to figure out what the fuck they can do to turn this around because they're fucking. So it's like corporate heads just fucking being the most. Yeah, but that's a, that's a completely different issue. They, they, that's a completely different thing. They're like bleeding money though in like one area that they should not be bleeding money. Like and like 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 their shares are, have just been hammered. Yeah. Like, and it's like, and I and I don't even fucking like CD Projekt Red. Like, this is the I know you game. don't. I mean, it's like I just don't even fucking give a shit about them as developers. Like, I'm not saying I don't care about like 
the people that make the game, but at the same, I like don't like. I, I don't think that they're like anything special. No, I don't think Seed Project Red is that special either. I mean, I don't. Neither of us really care for The Witcher. Um, Mike, have you played much of Cyberpunk yet, or no? Um, I forget when I said it. At some point, I said, "Oh, I." I got as far as that first mission. I didn't actually start the mission. I was told to steal a car, and I went to where I think the car is supposed to be. Gotcha. And stopped playing. So how, it is... how are you feeling about it so far? Just, I mean, you've played clearly very little of it, but... I played a grand total of maybe 10 minutes and probably spent, you know, three of those. No, it, I played a grand total of 20 minutes maybe, and 10 of those minutes were spent on customizing my character. And the other 10 was me just kind of walking around and maybe five of those 10 minutes was me sitting in dialogue. So I didn't do anything in that game. Fair enough. I mean, did you, like, did you, I'm in no position to make any sort of comment on anything about it. Gotcha. I mean, I've, I've played a, a small sliver of the game. I've played through act one. So I have just gotten to, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil anything for you personally, Mike, but I've played a very small sliver of the game. It It's a game that I've haven't had any performance issues. I've had some, uh, the game doesn't look that pretty for me, which is whatever. It's not like the end of the world for me, but it's kind of disappointing because I feel like it's a game that just given the, you know, the neon setting could look really cool, but it is a little bland looking on my series X, which is unfortunate. Um, I will get to it. I'm kind of, I told Todd earlier today where I was on the phone with him that I'll, I might at this point, unless the, the next gen update gets pushed into further into the year, I might just wait at this point to play cyberpunk until the next gen update comes out so that I can kind of experience it in a, in a flashier version. Cause I don't foresee this being a game that I play a second playthrough. I know Todd is in the middle of getting into his second playthrough. We're about to start a second playthrough. Um, I just don't foresee that being the case for me. Um, yeah, anyways, I think that I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that Todd picked this as his game. I'm not going to lie. Especially yeah, because, you know like Last of Us too. huh? I said, you know how much I like raved about Last of Us too. Yeah. Well, I, here's the, here's the, here's the 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 diagram of Todd's game of the year Animal Crossing for the first couple months of the year Animal Crossing my game of the year Last of Us 2 comes out I don't know how anything else could beat Last of Us 2 this game's amazing Ghost of Shishima comes out this is my favorite game this is my game of the year yeah like I said this is one of my favorite gaming years ever and you name me a better gaming year where you have banger after banger of games you can't uh, There's no, no I definitely could yo give me a year for me personally I definitely could yeah. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. I looked at 2019 and 2019 was trash. So just skip over 2019. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think 2019 was that good. Let's see for 2017 breath of the wild fire emblem heroes. Uh, heroes. What was the heroes? I'm sorry. Not fire emblem heroes. That's, that's a different game. Never mind. Um, breath of the wild. I mean, for you, Resident Evil Seven. 
let's see, Horizon Zero Dawn, but I don't care about that. So Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Cuphead. Uh, what else came out this year? I mean, if you want to count Mario 8 Deluxe, which some people might, uh, Splatoon 2. Fuck, I mean, man, the first year of the Switch had Splatoon, Mario Kart, Zelda. Splatoon and Zelda are, like, top tier. Like, Mario Odyssey's amazing. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's that, that, that was so... It was just like a... I felt like I was never having a bad time playing that game, but I, at no point was I like, whoa, wow, this is, like, a cool Mario game. I'm like, okay, let me throw my hat on this dinosaur and fucking... This is a pretty big gimmick. Let me no, my fuck you. Get out of here. Game, yeah. g- game's amazing. Go play Cyberpunk, you fucking clown. Uh, Kale in the chat just said 2010 and fucking banger year. Mass Effect 2, Red Dead Redemption, Fallout New Vegas, Mario Galaxy yep. 2, Super Meat Boy, Call of Duty Black Ops, Limbo. Uh, there was a Civilization game, a StarCraft game, Halo Reach, Heavy Rain, Alan Wake. Battlefield Bad Company 2. Yeah, Heavy Rain was garbage. Bioshock 2. Bioshock 2 was okay. I mean, people always like, Bioshock 2 was so good, and so it's an underrated game. But Super Street Fighter 4. Yeah, I mean, I'll, that's high up there for me, personally. Uh, Yeah, there's some good games. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Yeah, that's another game. Oh, wait, that comes out soon, too. Fuck yeah. I thought it was supposed to come out in December. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. Cyberpunk has some issues, Todd. I'll send you the article I read. I think there's some issues. Um, but it doesn't mean you, you can't like the game. It doesn't mean you can't like the game. And I get that. And I get that. Like, I'm sure. Pick me out one game that doesn't have fucking some sort of issue that, like, offends some fucking person out there. Yeah. Like, I'm, t- listen, I'm, like, I am sure yeah, that but, there are other games that have those issues. If, if, if Cyberpunk didn't have the hype behind it due to The Witcher, which I still don't even understand that hype, you wouldn't even be hearing about fucking half of these things that people are complaining about in this game. You wouldn't. You you absolutely would not. I think you need to remove the, the two. I think you need to remove two things. You need to remove all of the other issues and then the LGBTQ issues because those are two like separate things. Like performance issues, issues with yeah, with I'm, old I'm gen See, consoles. I'm not, even, I'm not even talking about performance issues. So what are you talking about? You need, send me the article now because I just googled a bunch of shit and I'm not seeing anything that like stands up to like what you're saying. I just like googled like trans issues and like cyberpunk and like nothing makes sense of what it's basically that goes all goes back to that one image that's basically not even in the game anymore or i that i ever even saw in the game so i'm like i'm confused as to like what like the thing is is that here's the thing here's the thing for you it it is such a non-issue that it shouldn't matter but if someone else has i'm like i was excited that that side mission when it turned out something that was shocking to me i was so down with it and fucking loved it yeah, but it's not. It's it's so it's great that maybe yes, maybe there's a, a mission that that highlights like, yes, trans in a positive like, way. It's, six, it's like six hours of the game, like plus ten, maybe even ten hours of the game. Yeah, it's a huge part of the game. It, but and that's great. But then there's all of this other stuff. And Kale in the chat said that that image is still very prevalent in the game. I can tell you right now, when I literally was standing in front of it and i'm like they definitely took this down like when you if you look at that original issue like image that they showed it was not good it was like what the fuck is this why is there like a a giant penis almost going up to like the nipples like what is fucking going on here uh that that i mean i don't know is is is, who's who's on the chat kale kale is he playing the game right now is he like like because i've like uh, you know, I'm like, yes, they they, they are they are playing the game right now. I don't fast travel. I literally just drive everywhere. You know, it's like it's not like 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think. So, like, I mean, my I guess my question is, I don't want to go too deep into this. So, so like, I feel like they got some stuff right for for me for for like. I, it made me happy to see that, like that side mission that I that I did. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not saying I haven't. No, no, and I know you. No, I, listen, trust me. I know you're not saying anything negative about that. Yeah, but I'm saying so. Like, are they, I don't. They obviously they got some stuff wrong. They got some stuff right. Like, I, I you know what I'm saying? Like, at least they're tackling issues that no other games are. Yeah, fucking talking listen, about. Listen, what the thing that the point that I'm trying to make is that like it's it is fine if the if it doesn't seem as prevalent to you, but like for someone who is part of that community, if there are issues with that thing, then I'm like, I'm totally fine. And I like welcome those people that, that associate in, in that community to have those complaints brought up. Because again, if, if those complaints weren't raised, you may not have picked up on it. You may not have noticed it. I may not have picked up on or noticed it. It's completely valid that those critiques and those, uh, those those things that the developers decided to put into the game get reckoned with in the proper way. Um, I, I the chat is going wild right now. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Mike is not helping. Um, so I yeah, I I I think that those specific types of issues aside, I think that the the other issues with performance and stuff. I think those are the things that are getting blown out of proportion because the game was so hyped up. I think if the game wasn't as hyped up, if it was, if it wasn't a game coming from, uh, I don't think they're getting blown out of proportion. I just think it's, they fucked up for last gen and this game. Yeah. Never been on no, I gen. definitely think they fucked up. I think, I, I think the, and I this think is like a whole other conversation. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I don't think, I think that like, once you start a new gen, you just fucking cut the cord and I get it that you're bleeding millions and millions of people who like, but like, it should just be a well-known thing at this point, because I feel like this I, whole teeter, teetering the line of last gen and next gen hinders next gen for like a good three years. Yeah. See, like, I, I think, I think that's kind of wrong though. I think that's not right. Because if you look at a game like the last of us part two and, Halo, and ghost of Tsushima, they're probably trying to make that work on fucking Xbox of series one X. Like they're the, probably trying to make that, like how do we make it? And it's probably why it looks so bad. Listen, there are games like the Witcher three can run on the switch. They can make these games work on and on, on previous gen. It's not, that's not the issue. The issue I think is the developers probably knew that this game was going to have issues on base consoles. Uh, yeah. And they kept it secret. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean I, I agree with that. Cal. Like, I feel like if they, like, I feel like they probably should have pushed this game further into next gen and just made it a next gen only title. I, that's yeah, what I think I, they I should have, been have sad, done. But I agree a hundred percent. Like I would have, yeah. like I would have been really sad. I think they, yeah, I think they knew that it was going to like the, I don't think they I know that they knew it was going to have issues because now that the game is out and like more stuff is coming out like I I read something the other day that said that uh, like people who got the game early to review it they weren't allowed to capture footage or share footage yeah they couldn't do anything so it was like they knew the game couldn't fucking run on those things uh it's wild but none of that like other people having those issues like with with that stuff you were lucky and didn't have any of those issues so like it, it shouldn't diminish your your you enjoy. I think the game. I'm just I'm just lucky because I we we got a next gen console, which literally no one can basically get at this yeah. point. So, you know. 
But uh, if I got this, imagine if we got this on if I got this on Xbox One X, I'd probably be like, this wouldn't even be in my top ten realistically. I'm 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 actually curious. I might this week install it on my Xbox One X and see how it plays. Oh shit! Yeah, do it. I don't have my old like I don't have my non X. I, but I've also seen people who play it on PS4 and be like, listen, there's some issues with this game, but overall I'm still loving yeah. this game. So, I mean, I mean, I feel like it's kind of the same thing with Last of Us 2. Yeah. It's I, the biggest game of the year and everyone wants to fucking tear it down. Yes, they should tear it down for some reasons because yeah. of the crunch and all that other shit yeah. with Last of Us. I'm like, you know, like there's, like, there's so many no, things. No, you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. Last of Us 2 got a, got a lot of... They basically got a free pass though, like with like awards. Like they, they got. Like, I don't think they got a free pass. I think I think Last of Us Two, you know, warts and all. I think is like a very polished good game. Absolutely no no no. I'm just talking about like you know this is like the year of everyone talking about crunch all the time, and then like Last of Us Two got called out for crunch like seven times. Everyone's like game fucking game of the year. Yeah, Every, well, all, I mean that's a whole sites reporting. On that's it. a whole like, different issue like, though. Like that's just like yeah, no, that's you know. You, you're yelling about these issues that are gonna a, a, a majority of the people that are spending money on these games are not you know deeply woven into the fabric of reading about the developers and reading all these articles and all this shit like they, they're just people that play games they don't give a fuck they just want the new hot thing and they buy the new hot thing they don't they don't care that naughty dog devs are crunched they don't give a fuck about the crunch at seed project red that like none of that stuff matters to them and you know, I would I would even venture to say that, like, you know, a lot of those people just don't care about the social issues that people bring up when it comes to the games. That, and that's why a lot of those people are so negatively charged up because they just don't want to have to think about anything. They just want to play a game and not have to think about anything, uh, which I think is a completely different conversation. But this is a, a roundabout way to just get to what my game of the year is, which is... Well, I guess Mike is your game of the year Persona Five Royal. Is that what you're? Yeah, why not? Who cares? No, go go pop one. We should. It could be pop one. It could it could be Fall Guys. It could be. I guess I guess between those three, Mike, where where are you dropping? Where are you dropping, Mike? I feel like you still played more Pop One than you did Fall Guys. Did Katana Zero come out this year? No. No, it just came out on Game Pass. Just came on Game Pass. Honestly, when I was looking back at 2019 games, I'm like, honestly, Katana Zero is in like my top probably five to ten you know like easy like looking back at the games of last year uh yeah sure whatever i don't feel like thinking anymore let's let's go with uh right, did you pick goose game <laughs> wait what I, now he, he said did you pick goose game <laughs> oh did that come out this year no it came out last year oh which is crazy to me yeah see i don't know what came out this year especially since i would buy a lot of games and then not play them yeah i have been sitting on fallen order for who knows how long that was last year too yeah see so pers- I mean, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go with persona 5 royal because my mike's sent, spent so much time in there and then he I mean, recorded a spoiler cast considering how many times i, I spent less persona time in persona 5 royal than brendan did let's let's be fair yes it's true so you, you pl- also played persona like six times this year yeah. didn't you? before you played Persona I, 5. Royal. i played <laughs> i said this in the spoiler cast i i beat persona vanilla once and I started a second playthrough, didn't finish it. I beat Persona Royal once, started a second playthrough, didn't finish it. And I got very, I didn't get very far in that second playthrough of Royal. I was only doing it, I think I was trying to get uh, trophies, and then I gave up because I stopped caring. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's it's very clear 
the one game we haven't really talked about today is uh, Animal Crossing. I I don't think it's a perfect game. There's definitely things I could bring up that are not great about it. The multiplayer is terrible. Uh, it, there there's definitely some you know definitely some things you could point out about some of the way the the game functions in itself i mean some people don't have issues with it i particularly don't have a lot of issues with it i mean there's definitely some things that would make it a little bit better quality of life we could like batch making diys or, or other types of things like that but for me um you know, Animal Crossing New Horizons would have been a game that I played and loved no matter what. But with the 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 way it lined up with the beginning of the pandemic and how it's been, you know, basically my second home for this whole year, I I think that's too for me personally. Some of these other games I really loved, but it's so hard for me to separate that like real world emotional journey that I went on with animal crossing that, uh, you know, sure. If, if this came out last year or next year or some other time, maybe it wouldn't be my game of the year. That's absolutely valid. But I think it's also valid to, uh, to, to use the real world impact that it has on you as part of your reasoning and to why it is your personal game of the year. So I, I don't know how I would have made it through this year uh, mentally if that game didn't exist. I I wish it came out one week earlier. Would have been fucking perfect if it came out. Like I know. Oh, it was so bad that like one week or two weeks before I forget. It was either one or two weeks where like lockdown was beginning, and it was just like, please, for the love of God, Nintendo, release this fucking game early. The world needs it right now. Um. Golf with your friends was an official 2020 release. Uh, we had some fun with that. Yeah, I, I fucking love that. That game. was a good that game. game was great. I, yeah, I, 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 I would play that more. Like I was like always wanted. To, I was down for that game. Whatever. Yeah, that game was that was a good time. Mike enjoyed but, that game. But I will say to animal to, to that was this pig, year piggyback on Animal Crossing. But also, <laughs> yeah, for real. To piggyback on Animal Crossing, but also to tear Animal Crossing down at the same point. Ooh, okay. I fucking love Animal Crossing, and I mean you know like. My first experience with Animal Crossing was 3DS, and I had such a blast with that. I know. know, Mike, I already know what he's going to complain about. No. Well, like, here's the deal, is that it's cool that there's always kind of something like an event like Overwatch where, like, I mean, it's more uh, more common than Overwatch, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, with, like, seasonal changes. But, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, I've dived back into it for the last month and a half. The bug slash fish thing is really not much different at this point. It doesn't seem like there's much for yeah, me that, to. Yeah, that hasn't been going on for a while. Yeah, but I mean, it switches every like month or every month. It it switches basically like there's certain things you can get every month. It, like that's there's like an yeah. ongoing switch, and like I just don't think there's enough there for a game that's doing as well as this game is doing. I, this game is selling ridiculous fucking numbers. Yeah, he, and I just feel he, and, and I get it. It's not. It's like it's for like a younger audience in some ways. It's for an no, older it's for everyone. It's for everyone. No, no, no. Here, but, here's the here's the reality about this, and I'm not. This isn't me trying to like say Nintendo made the right choice with a lot of this stuff, but they obviously didn't anticipate to do a what fucking. Do. Well, I I think they anticipated it to do well. I just I I know that they didn't anticipate the world to go into a fucking crisis where so many people are spending so much time in in on their islands. So like 
I think I feel like there was more content in a 3DS game though. Like I do feel like there was more content. I in, think like, that I think that, that there the I think there's a lot that's going to continue to come out over the couple of Absolutely. years. Yeah, but I, I people like us who've just been locked up for, you know, almost a full year at this point and already play too many video games, like we kind of, you know, we we kind of ran that well dry quickly you know like what i mean and this shit doesn't affect me but like and i don't give a shit about the nintendo items but why would they not have a nintendo items in this game like they did with the 3ds version it doesn't make sense to me that like that shit's not because I, I think it's it just coming make... later yeah but like why would you do less than the game that was meant for a fucking handheld little 3ds i like it doesn't well make back sense well back then like especially on the 3ds like adding to things uh over time just didn't it wasn't like the model, like 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 constant updates just wasn't the thing. Like my first two months of this game was probably like I mean I, I don't I think I meant like four hundred hours in this game, but my first two months of this game was literally like one hundred and eighty hours. Like it was just nonstop playing this game. Yeah, and you know like terraforming and just doing that shit. But like now I'm fine trying to find a reason to come back. I still don't want to like you know go find my bottle on the island. But like like a perfect example of what frustrates me with this game. What holiday was it where it was just a surfboard or a fucking fan? Like, listen. That was just the summer making... update. <laughs> it wasn't it was a holiday. Like two months, though. It was two months of, like, me seeing the same. And, like, but, but then they want you to travel to other people's islands. But they're online. It's fucking garbage. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, this shit's so, like, I don't know. Like, I, I get frustrated with this game because I really love this game a lot. Yeah. And, like, it, it bought, there's a lot of things about this game that bother me. Not enough to make me ever like think negative about this game, yeah. but like, it's just not enough to make me conti- like. I, I want to get in there and play it. Like, I want to get back into it I, the way it was. I think but. it's a double-edged sword with Animal Crossing. It's just that the people that love it so much and spend so much time in it, they're the ones that sometimes get the shaft because it, yeah, it, absolutely. it it's gonna be a slow drip of content. Always, it's never gonna be. Just waited nine months or t- no, not nine. I waited ten months to get my fucking ice bar that I was waiting. Yeah, for. <laughs> you know, like I finally got. I got a perfect snowman, and I'm like, it was the first thing I got. I'm like, this game understands me right now. You know, like it's known what I've been waiting for. Yeah, you know? I, I think, I think Animal Crossing for me though has, has, has. I've ridden the wave to a way that makes me feel content because the first i don't know at least like six months of this year or the six months of the game coming out i would play that game every day i'd wake up and it would be the first fucking thing i did before i even checked my phone like i would just like i'd be up at 7 a.m and waiting for my shop to yeah and i'm just like doing shit in my eye like like no like don't get me wrong i mean this is stuff this is stuff that mike wouldn't even know mike i todd and i we would get up in the morning and we would text each other pictures of what our store had because it would be different items so like we yeah. like that's and, and the like, level of what we were fucking doing every morning. And 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 like yeah, my first priority was Animal Crossing, not my children, not my wife. <laughs> my, and it was literally like what as it should be. Like you know, like yeah, no, like there's so much good about that game, and I'm not gonna sit here and say it's a bad game, but I do think like I don't know, I I just don't want to see it. I feel like there should be more items. I don't feel like there's a lot of items in that game at all at this point after like 10 months. See, I don't know what you're talking about because up until the most recent update where they added the uh, the double storage basically, 
I have been maxed out on storage that I've had to like, anytime I wanted something new, I had to like, Oh, I got to get rid of a bunch of shit to fucking never do this. Hit max storage ever. I've I mean, been at max ever. storage for months. So that, uh, yeah, that storage update was like the happiest day for me. I couldn't believe that they Didn't did you that. Have to pay, wasn't it like almost a million dollars for that storage update too? Cause I saw <laughs> Bro, it I get so much money. I haven't bought, to, I haven't bought turnips in so long. Cause I'm just so sitting that's, on that's stacks an, of money. That's another problem that I have with this game is that like for the people who like to play it a lot every day, like we were saying, I haven't done turnips since fucking like you just said, like it's probably been like six months at the same time. The most money I've ever had in this game is 2 million. And I've never spent any of that money just sitting in, like, I don't do anything. Like, there's nothing to spend that money on. There's really nothing that you ever need to spend. There's no point in you spending or saving 10 million or buying turnips. Like, turnips are obsolete if you're someone who plays it every day for two months. Yeah, you know I mean, like, I, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be stuff in the future that you're going to want to spend money on. And yeah, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm, happy I'm happy to have that money. I'm happy to have that money now so that later I don't need to worry about money. But we're also almost crossing a year on this game. And I've never had to spend any of that money that I like was like, I got to worry about turnips. Wake up on Sunday. Get up before 12 o'clock. Listen, we got three months before a year. Uh, yeah, remember, remember that shit and how bad it was when like we're like we're on Twitter. and We're like, come to my island. We're like. Fuck. And then all of a sudden, I'm stuck in a loop of t- an hour and a half of just trying to get in and sell my turnips because everyone's fucking flying yeah. in and flying I out. mean, I don't know. The, like, the, no. <laughs> there's stuff to spend your money on. I mean, if, especially you want to hop on Nookazon and, and trade some Nook Miles tickets or yeah, some I mean, cash yeah. for some items you want. Uh, I, I I don't know. I Some of your issues are seem superficial to me. I don't, I don't see the issue with that. I think I think my issues are more longevity based than anything. And I still play. You know, I don't play every day anymore. No, but I'm happy. I'm happy but with the level. My thing is that I I want to, I want it to be what it was originally when I got it, and I know that's asking for a lot. But I want to feel like I'm not just fucking holding on to these fucking things that I already have, and I gotta just throw them or sell them or leaving them on my island. And like, what if this things? game had more. Uh, the DIYs, you know, like the things you get from. Oh the yeah, see, I, I, I also was like that for a long time, where I was like, I don't, want, I feel weird getting rid of these, but yeah, I'm, I I'm in a spot now where it's like, unless it seems like a rare one that I could give to you or someone, I just sell them, I just get rid of them. Like I, I'm, yeah, I'm never a rare one. It's very, it's very I'm, rare. Yeah, I get like one that's like I don't have. Already. I'm past that point, and I'm, I'm in a space where like there was a point in time especially towards the end of the of the crossover for me where I went from playing multiple times a day every day to like the first the first week when I didn't play every day I was like whoa I didn't play Animal Crossing every day this week this is kind of weird and then as that kind of became a little bit more normal that I'm like I don't need to play this game every day I just need to play it when I want to I'm at the point now where maybe I play it once a week maybe I play it twice a week but when I go in there for that time or those two times I feel so satisfied and so at peace with just like, let me hop in. Let me talk to my people. Let me see what's going on. Let me get my DIY from the beach. Let me, uh, you know, you know all this stuff. You know what I think the biggest gripe with that game is? Is that I think there's a ton of items for inside your house. I don't think there's enough stuff for outside of the house. Literally, like, I, literally anything can go outside unless it's a, a wall or a rug. I know, but like stuff that makes sense. Like, and, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, and I've never... If you think that, that there's not going to be updates for the next three to four years for this game, you're out of your mind. There's going to be plenty no, of stuff for you to come back and play. I just don't want it to go down the same Overwatch path of, like, we have our Christmas event. 
we have our New Year event. I mean, you're going to have we all have those events like, too, you know, but they're going like, to do stuff so outside of that. Yeah, Listen, know, you, you hold on. Like, you need to you, you can't get mad at them having all of the normal seasonal events that are going to exist cuz it's they're just real world holidays. Those yeah, are going to all like, exist. But like if you're going to have a seasonal event, you should have more than two items. Like you can't think of fucking more than two items for a summer event besides a fucking blow fan. It wasn't a, a summer a event. 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 It was just a summer it addition to the store. Who cares? Was, Why do you care was, so and, much? Because <laughs> like, how do they have a better store in the 3DS version? Like, like a 7-Eleven type store, and like with more. Like, those stuff those there. stores and, exist like, in the game. They just aren't in the game yet. Yeah, but that because I, mean, I went to someone's island one time that time travels, and they had a 24-hour Nook store, and it was way yeah. bigger than my store. So you're telling me I put 400 hours into a game and I can't get a fucking 24-hour store? That's, I don't that, know what that, the unlock is for it. I don't know if it's a time thing or if it happens from spending a certain amount of money i have no idea what yeah, the unlock is for it but i'm content with the game it's a game that's supposed to just be hanging out fucking relaxing it's gonna take time i the the thing that i'm excited most about for 2021 in animal crossing is i've started making the groundwork to redo my island in a big way i'm gonna get rid of some areas i'm gonna make some new areas uh, I've been, I've that's been... my issue. That's what I want to do. And I just have no motivation to do that. I do think the snow kind of made me more inclined to be like, okay, I like that. But then the snow has gone in a couple months and I'm like, fuck. So now where am I at? Yeah. So but now like, you're back like... to having the good time in the, in the, in the sunshine. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's just, yeah. We get it. It doesn't have, it doesn't have Pan Am and you can't shoot everybody. And <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. But Animal Crossing I, is, is too I special just, to me. I just wish it was like more easy to go to someone's island, maybe that I don't know. Oh, like, the multiplayer is garbage. Multiplayer is trash. Like, yeah. Like, if I could go to someone's island and check out their store and, like, be able to... I, you'd probably see me on this game daily or nightly if I was able to visit other people's stores and see what the fuck they have and, like, see what's going on in their world. Whereas, like, you know, you can only do so much with what you have, you know? Yeah. I think... Just, I mean, I get that, but like Nintendo. at the same time, I, I I think I think those types not not the multiplayer because that's just a bad, but like I think the rotating store and stuff like that, like I, I think those things exist in a way to, it's 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 Nintendo's way of trying to gate you from doing way too much to getting bored with Animal Crossing quickly, which is a, is a balance because you feel kind of bored because there's not enough. So like I get it, it's it's not great, and I'm not impressed by my store. I. I when I play now, lately, I usually don't play until the nighttime anyway, so I can't even go to my store. So I don't even know what yeah, my store I mean, has. That was my that was an issue with me, but I've been playing a lot more in the mornings recently. And my store, it's like literally the same shit. Like, well, cool, and that's cool. why I kind of don't have the the motivation to yeah, to play during yeah, the day right now, too. just because yeah. I, I I don't feel like I'm missing anything in my stores, um, which is fine because I, I feel like I have a lot of the stuff that I want um, at this point between playing the game or on Nook Nookazon or whatever, but. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I've I've had great interactions on, with the community. Like I, I've had good interactions with people on Nookazon and and other places that I've like. Oh, on Twitter, I got to find turnips back in the you know heyday of turnips. And I feel like I've always had like for the most part really good interactions with people and people not like being mean. Like I went to uh, or someone came to my island one time to like buy turn or sell turnips, and they accidentally like trampled over a flower bed. And then they like stopped and like Dropped apologized and like gave me stuff. And I was like, you don't need to give me anything. And they were so like, so apologetic that they like trampled on flowers. I'm like, I don't even breed flowers. I don't care. Leave me alone. Just sell turnips and get out of here. I want to go to bed um, or whatever. 
so yeah so animal crossing very very good game saved saved my mental health this year uh honestly it was the best it was the best thing that we could have ever received to start um this pandemic yeah it it, it phew, i really That's don't really, know i really don't know where i would have been what space i, I would have been at same like i just there's so many great memories and like amanda sitting on me on the couch next to me and i'm just literally being like oh look what i'm doing now this looks cool yeah you know? and it was like it was like night after night after night of that it was you know? it yeah. was so many nights of just like it's three in the morning and I'm just fishing. Morning, like I'm just morning fucking fishing. Night. Yeah, no, that's the best part about it. It was like, or like Celeste is in town. And all yeah. Of a we were all like, like everyone, Celeste yeah. here, you know? Like, I will say I do miss, there was that point where it was going really strong and like everyone was still playing and they, it would be like. That was short lived though. Like, I know. Unfortunately, I know. Which I, which I do get because I, I think. Yeah, I get it too. Animal Crossing is definitely not a game for everyone. Um, but like, I still have like a few people that like they'll shoot me a message, and be like, "Hey, I have Celeste tonight. If you want to swing by," I'm like, "Fuck! All right, I'll be right there. Hold on." Uh, so it's you know, I, I still I still have a, a little bit of that. I I hope in a future update they fix the online to make it way more. I don't know anything better than what it is now. Honestly, I think I, I, just, I just never expect that. I, I think it's it would not even about the game itself. I think but. it would be even better if they like just get rid of having the entire game having to pause when someone comes or leaves an island. Like just get it's rid of just yeah. get rid That's, of that, and it would be better. Like it, it, man, I I don't deal with a lot of stress these days. Obviously, I deal with like everyday stresses of life. One of the most stressful things I've ever done is go to an island when nonstop people are coming in trying to sell my turnips. <laughs> yeah. And I like I, it just sounds stupid, but like I was literally like getting all red and I'm like, I can't do this. How do I I, I just gotta get out? And then you couldn't leave though. Like yeah. you have to like it's, shut it's your bad. thing off. I'm like, yeah. Well that's bad. why I started when I when I was still selling turnips, I I was in a space where I would only go to places that basically they were like, we have a line system and we only let three people in at a time. So that way it was just like in, out. And it was like yeah. no fucking waiting forever to just get in. Like I would never, like the NVC forum, I would never go to those people's yeah, places because it's just mess. a disaster. Yeah, always a mess. Um, but yeah, so Animal Crossing for me, Cyberpunk for Todd, Mike is uh, golf with your friends. Bingo. Um. Yeah, I, I agree with Todd. I think it was a pretty good, great year for games. I feel like there was a lot of good stuff. And, and honestly, like I don't think this next year is going to be remarkable, but like the year after this next year is going to probably be like an awesome year. Yeah, I I foresee a lot of stuff getting delayed next year. I feel like yeah, I don't think I don't think it, it, like we're going to get some of, some of those games that they said like Returnal and shit like that. That's not maybe for everyone, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean it, maybe it'll get pushed I, back to I, November. I, Who knows? You know. You know, and unless unless. I feel like there was maybe something else that was supposed to come out for Nintendo this year. And I think, I think Nintendo really got hurt by COVID. I think they were quiet about being hurt by it. I think there was, a, there was probably something else that should have snuck out from them this year. Not that they really needed it. Cause I mean, they're like the best, selling, the switch is still the best selling console like the last 22 months. That's what doesn't make sense to me with how well switch is done that they would never support a game like, uh, what's it call it? Um, I'm like Splatoon. 
all of a sudden, all all these Splatoon fests are coming back now. They're like, yes, people want these. Okay, why would they ever stop something like that for like and not release um, a new game? Like, I think Splatoon. And- I think up. I think they were upfront with Splatoon that like, oh, we're gonna support Splatoon for two years or whatever. Wasn't that what their thing was, Mike? Yeah, but like, but like, uh, yeah, cool, make a new one. Like, so. or, or and like the same thing with uh, Arms. They put a fucking character in Smash, but they're doing nothing for that game. That game is so not on their radar. Why would they even put a character in Smash with that game? I don't know. They have, no they have Wii Fit Trainer in there. They have Dog Dog I, yeah, no, Duck Hunt Dog in there. They're gonna make a new I, Duck Hunt I, game I, anytime I, soon. I, I, I can relate to Wii Fit Trainer because I'm pretty sure I bought the board for that and used that for like a month straight. And I listen. I love Wii Fit. Wii Fit was fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, for real, I love. I did too. But I mean, I can relate to that game. But I mean, a lot of the other stuff. It's just I, that and the Sean White snowboarding game on the Wii Fit board was so fun. I never played you it. Were basically, you were basically snowboarding on, on the Wii Fit board, basically, just moving back and forth. Um, <laughs> he said, why do they add people like ARMS? And Kale said, because they hate Geno fans. And now I'm going to go cry. For real, man. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's pretty true. Um, But yeah, I think that I think that wraps up kind of our 2020 in review our 2020 games you know we talked a little bit about movies at the beginning a little bit about tv and shmanime but uh this is the saddest year for movies ever yeah what, what were the marvel movies that were supposed to come out this year black widow black widow um i think that's fine. there might have been one other eternal was eternals this year i think eternals was supposed to be the end of the year was, was yeah. shang chi this year too uh, I don't remember. I, I don't know if we're going to get three movies this year. Don't they normally do three? Yeah, they're going to overload once, with like TV shows and, once, and everything. Once they got Spider-Man, yeah, I think they started doing more movies. Oh, uh, I get you. Yeah, oh, okay. the TV shows also got pushed back. Interesting. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. outside of the Marvel movies, you know, I don't really... I'm not really going, going on my way to see a movie, so... Yeah, there wasn't much out, out there to see, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, Dune got pushed back because that was supposed to come out. That might not even be coming to HBO Max now, too. They're like pushing it, like they're trying to like get like theatrical. They are, they are fighting. Over. Yeah. The, I, I guess Wait, wasn't it supposed to come out this month? Supposed to come out December. Yes. Yeah, it's like this no, month supposed, or next month. HBO it's Max. supposed to come out in theaters this month, and then it got pushed back, and then HBO said, "Okay, we're doing everything." Um everything on hbo max it and... just doesn't make sense to me because these movies aren't doing well in theaters they're releasing in theaters and people are not going to see them for the most part oh, mike went people... to see tenant yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like i would have mm. never saw a tenant but i get mike wanting to see a christopher uh, uh christopher nolan movie yeah like like because like it's christopher nolan it's like the fact that i couldn't see tenant when it came out because he's I, I enjoy his films you should really just watch it in fortnite but like having kids kind of fucking throws me for a loop anyway, so it's hard to see a movie with the kids and not be, without the pandemic alone. Like yeah. so, it's I'm just used to not being able to see movies when I want to see them. But like I get it. But like yeah, I mean I'm I'm if I didn't have kids, I still wouldn't be fucking going to the movies right now. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> the again, this is just a tricky spot for them because they're losing money. I suppose yes, they could sell it digitally and they might make money but they were initially all the all the studios were probably banking on you know individual movie tickets do you think black widow is going to go to the theaters first or do you think it's going to come to fucking disney plus very quickly well it depends how did how did mulan do with with the with the price 
Didn't you have to pay well, for Mulan? Mulan had a lot of pushback. Because yeah, you did like, pay for Mulan. But Mulan had a pushback of the, I believe it was anti-Hong Kong and like the pro-china thing yeah. there was like a lot of issues with like people were like i'm not seeing this movie yeah like yes it was like there was another thing with that movie as well where i mean they got an, a cast finally the, they finally got the right cast and like then all of a sudden it was like pro-china and like not for the hong kong like freedom that there is yeah this is a, so it's just like a mess across the yeah. board so what, apparently what, was it for you to pay like 40 bucks is that what it was, it was 30. 30, i believe it was 30, 30 bucks. yeah 30 bucks on top of a Disney Plus subscription. If I wanted to see that movie, I would have paid that, though. Like, if you give me the option to watch Black yeah. Widow on Disney Plus, I'll pay $50 fucking dollars for that All movie. All right, stop like, with that nonsense. That. But I but I, I agree with 30 I mean, basis. like I 30 spend money all the time. Like, like there's, I like spend money on the dumbest fucking things ever. If you're telling me I can watch a movie on the quality of Marvel movies and Black Widow... And if you want me to pay, I will gladly pay that. You're going to make Don't give them any doing. ideas. 30, 30 is reasonable. No, I'll say this. 30 is reasonable because like if I go to the movies, I'm probably spending 30 bucks on the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, just for two tickets these days, it's like $15 per ticket. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, that's the thing. Well, like that's that. Yeah, so that's if Jen comes, like if I go alone, yeah, it's exactly. like I'm buying a ticket, which is probably 15 bucks and I'm probably buying a popcorn, which is, like which is exactly. So it's like, I'm already spending that type of money. And if Jen comes, that's another 15 fucking dollars plus whatever garbage she wants to also order. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, 50, there you go, 50 bucks. Movies. Mulan um, was a tricky one for them because that was a family film. And I would imagine they expected to get, you know, three multiple or four tickets. Movie tickets. Yeah. Out of well, that the problem word. with Mulan too is they took the Disney elements out of it, which I think is, was the right choice. But I think there's a lot of people that were like wanted like the the dragon that like talked and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But wasn't they, Mulan they, based off of a real? Yes, not exactly. a real. That's story, why but, I think it's like good yeah. what they actually did. Yeah, no, it was based off of like like a real, a real like folklore or whatever you want to call it from yeah. you know. From that um where, where was i going with all this oh you had asked if black widow's gonna come out in theaters well, i forget when the date is for that i think I, I want it's it's either may or april it's around that it's like around the time it was supposed to originally come out come a out, year ago okay that and one... bond. bond is another movie that they're like not they tried to sell it for 600 million dollars to streaming services and like they're not getting the money they want for it so now the final James Bond from fucking Daniel Craig. At this point, people are so fucking like, they haven't seen a Bond movie in forever. Like, it's not going to do well if you release this in the theaters. You release this on demand, people are going to be like, fuck yeah, I want to watch this movie right now. Like, it's just crazy to me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know when they will release in anything in theaters just because I don't, yeah. it, it depends a lot on the vaccine rollout and if there's any sort of, um, after after a certain point when they start relaxing restrictions i i imagine restrictions won't relax until genpop starts getting vaccinated and even then it's going to be you know whatever so and this is all dependent on theaters were already not doing well though so like i don't there's no coming back from this i just don't think especially with what hbo max did I don't think there's any coming back from where we're going. There's pushback on that too. That was the other thing I was going to say. Is that, yeah. they, is that they did it without consulting? I forget whoever else is involved in that kind of movie, movie distribution. Not even talking about the theaters. I'm talking about the other studios because I guess HBO would have been in charge of 
distribution, but they weren't involved in production. I forget I forget the ins and outs of these things, but there was besides the directors, there was pushback from other people involved in the movies. Christopher Nolan, I think even Dennis uh Dune Man was like Dennis hey, Dennis Dillon, 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 the yeah, way push back too, and it made me sad when he. I don't know. I, I like, hey, we, this is not what we signed up for. You can't just do this to us because I'm sure it's cutting into their bottom line. No, too they're, they're, they're not... losing like they're losing jobs for like people like their industry is suffering hardcore right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, 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 with everything that's going on, and like it, the, the selfish side of me is like, oh, cool. Let can we please just fucking have these on demand, please? please? I think uh, I don't know. I, I think it's it's likely what I had said a few episodes ago when we were talking about our movie theaters dead is that yeah. I, I think, I don't think movie theaters will completely die. I think that they will turn into something else, whether it's, you know, they're owned by Disney or owned by whatever. For this, I think there's a lot of poorly run movie theater chains that don't give a shit about people's viewing experience anymore. They just want to sell tickets. They don't give a fuck if everyone's on their cell phone next to you talking like there's no ushers that come in the theaters anymore. Yeah, it's just like, I think I think like, it's like I think there needs like to be. A, a, I I think you're gonna see yeah you're gonna you're gonna see like boutique boutique movie theaters start to thrive drive-ins shit like that. But also, I mean, the other thing you're gonna see is if if a juggernaut type company, you know, if if like a Disney decides, you know what, we can make the same if not more money by just doing our Disney Plus shit. And they decide to stop going to movie theaters. That hurts all of the other potentially hurts all of the other filmmakers because you know if there's no Disney movies in theaters, no Marvel movies in theaters, no Star Wars movies in theaters, that hurts movie theaters for when you know those gaps of time where other studios can't put movies out or don't have movies to put out, and it also hurts uh, you know. I don't know how many people are going to see like double features or like taking their kids to see the Disney movie. And then the adults are going to go in the other theater and watch like a different movie or something. I don't know if that's a thing that even happens, but I can see that type of dynamic of like, if something like Disney pulls completely out of movie theaters that now like Warner brothers and fucking new line cinema and anything else, whatever, whatever other thing there is like hurts because of that. What bothers me about all this. And I understand that there's a lot of loss. Like, I mean, like I just fucking lost my dream job. And like now have to fuck because of COVID, you know, like everyone's like, there's a lot of factors that are because of COVID. I just think that I wish people took COVID more serious, which is kind of like a little off topic. But like at the same time, I think when Christopher Nolan and when someone like one of my favorite directors, Dennis Villeneuve, comes out here and starts pushing and presents a game award. Yeah, I know, which is the worst presentation ever. But but like these guys are pushing back on something that like shit's not going to be normal for a couple of years. Let's fucking embrace what we have right now. Let's figure out some ways where we can get these films out and still get everyone paid. And like, let's not fight against what is inevitable. What's been happening for years and years and years in the film industry. Films have not been doing well and it's been box office budget. Yes. You have the Marvel movies that always do extremely well. You have the Disney movies, that do, but for the most part, movies like like independent releases right now are probably thriving off of this market. Like the independent movies that do nothing in theaters, but now people can watch them on fucking demand. I'm sure these movies are doing like way better than what they were doing in a theater. I just, I just wish a lot of these people, I get it's their livelihood. I get it because me and you work in the, like we deal with restaurants. We're watching all these restaurants just fail. But at the same time, we can't as a country get this fucking virus under control. 
So let's all fucking work together to make fucking entertainment for people for the next year and a half to two years until we get all these vaccines out. And then we can go back to movie theaters. Like, I don't know why there's a rush to get people to go into crowded areas. And I feel like we still don't know where this virus is going. If it's going to mutate, it's already mutated. Yeah, you know I, oh, like, no, it, trust like, me. Everyone, everyone's excited about the vaccine. And yeah, it's like, it's it's, it's, it's currently next, mutated you know? and like yeah, I exactly. I I've read something today that like Japan just closed its borders because they don't want people coming in and out with this new thing. Yeah, and it's like I mean, we like, aren't I, fucking I like going anywhere right now. Like I feel like no one should have open borders right now. Like you know, like ironically going against everything I stand for. You know, but like at this point with this virus, like I I just don't understand. And I keep on seeing and I get restaurants pushing back. I get it. I get it. You're not getting any help and you should be getting help. And our, com- our government is failing people left and right. But like the movie industry, yes, they're failing. This is a billion dollar industry. So like some executives got to start taking some pay cuts. Sorry, guys, you're not going to get your fucking third yacht this year. Let's start fucking streaming this shit. Let's fucking deal with what we have right now. We'll move on after this. I, I like I personally like not like I know Mike went and saw a movie, but like most people seeing movies are people who don't believe in this virus. Not you, Mike. I'm, I'm just saying like for the yeah. most part, like it's like it's it's people who don't think this virus is real. And they're like, I'm not wearing a mask. I, I'm going to take it off the second I get into this theater. And I'm like, I don't fucking trust these people. So, no, I'm not going to a movie theater. Yeah, Sorry. I don't. I can't even take my child. I, I was so excited to take Liam to a movie, his first movie. He's almost going to be fucking, he's going to be five in September and he still hasn't even seen a fucking movie in the theater because, because we can't. Yeah. And we have family I... that like, my dad's like, like Jen, like we have people that like cannot get sick. If they get sick, they're gone. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just what it is. I like, I, I when I was, I had to be out today and I watched someone come into a store without a mask on, walk halfway through the store and then realize they didn't have a mask on their face. And in my head, yeah. when I see that, I'm like, you didn't forget really your mask. You, you do not you wear a mask. Yeah, you, like, exactly. you don't wear a mask. They, if, they don't give a fuck it, about you. At this point of the pandemic, if you are going in somewhere and don't have a mask on, you don't wear a mask. You just no. don't wear it until someone says something to you. Or you're looking for trouble. And, just and, and it's sick. the same people that I see that, like, as soon as they walk out of a store, rip their mask off. I'm like, what are you like? What what part of your brain does it do you feel like you you're you have a mask on and you're like like you're a puppet or something or like yeah it's like it's like I don't want to breathe your air in the parking lot get the fuck like put your mask on or fucking go home. Thing is like people who smoke cigarettes sitting by their car as I'm getting out of my car and they're like don't have a mask on they're just blowing smoke at people I'm like fuck off I purposely park as far away as possible if I have to go to the like go to Target or go to the grocery store or something I just park as far away as possible because I like I don't I I don't want to have to walk out and see that it's It's just fucking assholes man that's and that's 2020 that's I mean I already knew people were assholes but like our year in review is fucking everyone's a fucking asshole yeah I mean (laughs) you're not wrong I hate most people it's like if we just fucking, if you know, it just comes down to so many fucking different things. But yeah, it sucks. I hate people. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it's uh, that's that's how we're gonna fucking wrap up this year. I like it. There was. I like that we went masked for our last like ten minutes. I'm I fine like... with it. Same. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I mean, there's a lot of shitty things about this year, obviously. 
there's some there's some hidden 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 good nuggets to pull out from that. Todd was doing that at the beginning. You know, there's there's some good things that can come from the shittiness of this year. You know, being stuck Why, inside. So is someone agreeing with me? Yes. No, I'm not. I'm not fucking agree with you. I'm just saying in general. Like, yeah, there's some good nuggets. I mean, I don't know. I lost sixty fucking pounds this year. I'm gonna be happy about right? that, even though I mean, there's, the there's world sucks. Yeah, there's, there's ups and downs. There's uh. Uh, and I'm being a selfish asshole because, like, I'm sitting here saying that this is ideal for me, where it's not ideal for you, it's not ideal for Mike, and on top of that, it's not ideal for Liam. Poor Liam, dude. The kids should be playing soccer. With I know. Right I, I, I like, feel bad know, like, for, like, for, for kids. I feel bad for young kids. It's the only thing that eats me up about this whole thing is I'm glad Logan's still, like, he's seven months. Like, he's Liam's, like, sees someone if we ever are, like, walking to our car and he's like, hi, and I'm like, it like literally breaks my heart. Yeah. Like the kid, like it, it, there's nothing. It, it, and like, that's what kids are dealing with the school and everything. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's been a shitty year. Gaming has been awesome this year for me personally. It's been my saving grace. I mean, for me, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but it's, it's like the only thing that's got me through 2020 was gaming. Yeah. No, no. I, if, it's like, if, if it's, imagine, I don't know. I mean, I I watch it on Jen's side because Jen doesn't really care for yeah, for games I mean, I was and same with and, Amanda's side. And I'm like, what is she going through? Because I don't even know what's going on in her head. Yeah. Right now. I'm like, motherfucker, go to sleep so I can play some games. And it's like, <laughs> I'll I'll be like, hey, like we can play something that that I think you'll like. We can do this to that. And it's like no interest most of the time. And then, yeah. uh, you know, I'll, I'll be like, let's start a new show or or watch a movie or something. And there's like plenty of things that Jen likes to do, like you know, make art, all this other stuff. But like this year is a, is oppressive you know what i mean and and for someone in her condition who she can't leave the house pretty much you know because of her you know immunocompromised immune system um it's i can understand where the motivation to literally do anything is is uh vacant anyways i don't want to end on like a super sad note so animal oh, crossing cool. is my game Very of the cool. year todd's is cyberpunk uh Mike is uh, Fall Guys. Or Golf With Your Friends? It, yeah, whatever. It's Population One. Mike's a big shooty guy. He likes to shoot things. Yep. Or uh, it's Virtual Desktop, actually. That's Mike's Game of the Year. Great, great application. He loves that. <laughs> he loves that thing. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of Mike's Game of the Year's Twilight Princess. Uh Game of the year is Mike. This game of the year, I can't even speak anymore. This episode is going to take forever to download. Um, <laughs> it's three hours long or something. Oh, like that. I was going to say, is you I, I, up yeah, the local recording through um, OBS like we talked about last time? Mike, I don't know. We're going to find right, out. Whatever. We're going to find out after. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 236 of the Pass Control Podcast. As always, you can find all of our content at PassTheController.io on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. If you're a friend of the show, fan of the show, want to help support the show, the easiest way to do that and the freest way to do that is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you can leave reviews on podcasts. Share the podcast on social media and obviously hit that subscribe button. If you have a few bucks kicking around and want to help support us, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash PassTheController or by going to PassTheController.threadless.com and getting yourself some sick sick swag 
As always, you can find me at BGroom. You can find Mike at underscore Mike Opath. And you can find Todd at Toddy underscore by underscore nature. And again, thank you all so much for listening to the Past Control Podcast, episode 236. Thanks for listening to this all year with us. And uh, yeah, we will see you next time in 2021. Is it weird that I feel like that we've been in the 230s for like the entire year of podcast? It's, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's episode 231. It's, you know, it's like, I feel like this has just been like uh, living the same day over a year. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a it's 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 been a long year. <laughs>